Eleven O'Clock Comics, Episode Eighty One. <laughs> It's, yeah. you know, hol- holidays are on now. It's seriously, what, seven weeks to Christmas? And yep. I think five of, five of them, I, I have I have plans on the weekends now. Uh, no, I got a bunch of other crap going on as well. My dad yeah. and I is going down to Southern Illinois next weekend, which would be cool. Nice. I've never been to Southern Illinois, so I'm saying nice without actually knowing what it's like. It could be like, yeah. you know... The mall it, it, and Dawn of the Dead. Or, but, it's only nice if you're from there and you're going back just to visit for a couple of days. I live in Chicago for a reason, Vince. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics. No, I'm not John Suntras. I am Vince B. <laughs> he was really good this week, by the way. Oh, on AC? Yeah, no. What's that? I'm talking word balloon. Suntress was oh, really good with Fractal. talking about fractal. a podcast he listens to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, oh, we had Fraction on this week. Yes. Yeah, he was on my other show also. Oh, okay. But if you listened, you would know that. No, because Fraction wasn't on, so I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, we had Don Kramer on. You can hear Fraction on word balloon like every three weeks. Fraction's a good, an excellent speaker. He's very interesting. <laughs> you can hear you can hear Fraction before he sold out. If you want him to talk to Chris, <laughs> exactly. We all, we only talk to the up and comers. That's not even uh, funny. I'm I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm David Price, and I'm Jason Wood. No, you're not Jason Wood. You are Canadian, Tom Fowler. Now, why would you have to say Canadian? <laughs> Why I'm just I'm starting off I on the right foot. Well, you are Canadian. Are you feeling sick? Is that See, why I thought, you're angry? <laughs> I thought Wood was on vacation. That's why he's calling in. I didn't know Tom was going to be on again. How about how about graphic maestro Tom Fowler? <laughs> oh, like, there you go. No, just just Canadian because you need to know who your enemies are. No. <laughs> One of the best damn artists out there, Mr. Tom Fowler. <laughs> He's been on for how long now, and, and when is Mysterious coming out? Uh, that would be September. Uh, Feb- September. It's been coming out in September. Nice. Uh, it's ca- it should have come out in September. It's coming out in, on February 9th. Cool. And there's going to be many things and in this collection. And what do you think about that, David? What do I, well, do we care? I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear those dulcet tones, David. Oh my God! <laughs> I want to hear everything you have to say. Dim Canadians <laughs> am crazy, aren't they? They really, <laughs> really is. 
Someone had some bad poutine. That's great. That is cool. Well, Very cool. Is, like, I mean, what what the what the the, the people at home uh, don't know is the hours and hours of stuff that Vince wound up cutting out of the last conversation of David just not <laughs> fucking sure. shutting up, Absolutely. just talking about fucking horse grooming <laughs> and. And well, his we teapot about collection, yeah. and it's like David. People have stu- people have stuff to do. He he I could be a chatty week. Kathy. He did, yeah. Once he gets going, oh yeah, on and on. This is a master when it comes to editing. I am. <clears throat> well, Sometimes the, the, I could even make it seem like he's not even here. The mysterious trade is coming out February 9th and Vince, where would be a great place to pre-order that their trade? Oh, run to Borders and get it. No. <laughs> no. You can get them you can pre-order the mysterious the unfathomable trade, which was a Wildstorm deal from our sponsor, DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service. That's D as in Dave cbservice.com he doesn't even get it dcbservice.com go to their website hook yourself up with amazing discounts wow uh, up to 75% in some instances and their service is remarkable they have the best selection anything you want in the previews they can get it deliver it right to your house the man will smile as he hands you the package it's all good DCB well, service. Yeah. Well, well, if I, your I karma hear, sucks, that, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you pre-order uh, Mysterious, that uh, Tom Fowler will come and mow your lawn. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's much yes. better than like a yes. print or anything. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. yeah it's, uh. Uh, in, in fact, I just uh, I just spoke this week to uh, to Zach, and what it looks like we're doing is uh, indeed putting a print, a semi-exclusive print with DCBS, because uh, Jeff and I will probably keep a few. <laughs> um, and uh, plans right now are to have ten original monster sketches by me put randomly into oh, the first oh, however you're many books. Make me double dip, you son of a! I'm gonna to have to buy them all now. And Vince, he he gets it. He just ignores it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 what would be a great thing to drink while you're reading? Your collection of mysterious, the unfathomable. Well, I don't know. I don't know, David. Um, how about we have the drink roll call? And okay. I think absinthe would be a great thing to drink while I reading mysterious, right. the unfathomable. That, yes. That's what that's what you're drinking tonight instead of the Peppy Mac. No, I, I wish I was drinking absinthe, but I am drinking Peppy Mac if in the house. Add some. Woot! I don't have any. If if you show me where I can that. get it aside from online, and I'll get it, and I'll I'll even buy a little spoon and have it engraved. Yeah, Braxton had tracked down some yeah. some point. Yeah. Of course, Braxton. Would. Me stunned. How about uh, how about you, Tom? What are you what are you stepping on this evening? Uh, this evening, I'm I'm rocking a glass of water with lemon in it. Nice. Because as you may be able to tell, I'm a little under the weather. It's like <laughs> Canadian <laughs> swine flu. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. Well, so you know, it's no. like Canadian you know Canadian bacon. You know, it's Canadian swine flu. It's just uh, it's, there's no there's no piggly anything with it. Just 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 general having a toddler sickness. Oh oh yes, even worse than the swine flu. David Lindemann's Cabernet Sauvignon from Australia. Very nice. And in honor of uh, in honor of Tom, I uh, stopped off uh, on the, on the way home and picked up a six pack of Labatt's. Oh God, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I get my stones busted about the Yingling. Drunken college girls drink Labatt. Dude. <laughs> well, that's like I said. In, in honor of Tom, I picked up some oh. Labatt. <laughs> I'm showing you my tits right now. Ooh, 
Puff Spring beads. break, baby. If I if I had beads, I would throw them at you. Hey, fellas, this is Andy Jewett. Just calling uh, to say thank you for everyone who's been so supportive already about uh, Sicko. Really appreciate it. And uh, of course, if you're if you haven't got your copy yet and you're interested in getting a copy, then you can go to DCBS. It's uh, it's in their pre-orders. So. And any more information that you need about that, you can always go to my uh, my blog site uh, from andyjewett.com. So, anyways, thanks for letting me pimp it out. And, again, thanks so much for being good friends and being supportive. And uh, see you guys around. Later. Ooh, we're off to a very interesting start. <laughs> yes, this is Vince, save us. It was a hell of a day today at the comic shop, was it not? Very was big it? week. Yeah. Was it for you? I, did, I had a well, huge okay. week. Sorry. It was some things I've really been looking forward to, but uh, actually a pretty light week for me. Wow. See, there was a couple of unexpected things that kind of tipped the uh, final bill over the scales. Like, I didn't expect to buy the Marvel Zombies whatever it's called, with the Marvel apes in it. But I was taking a look through it, and it's so nice. And I bought it, and it's four ninety nine. But, you know, I just added it. But I struck comic book gold today in the in the 25-cent bins. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I got? David knows of my love for what the Marvel's oh, yes. mag of mirth and mayhem. I got what the issue six for a quarter. Okay? Now, that's, you know, big deal for a quarter. But... There's a story in here, written and drawn by John Byrne. Oh, cool. Inked by Terry Austin. It's a parody of Acts of Vengeance, and it is hysterical. I never realized John Byrne can be this funny. Which, which one was Wait. Acts of Vengeance? Where all the villains swapped the heroes. Right. So, like, you had Dr. Doom against the Punisher. You might have had, like, the... Who did the wizard... Oh, don't make me. But I mean, yeah, no, it yeah. was. But yeah, I mean, you had, you know, Magneto could have gone up against like Spider Man, you know, just things like that. Yeah, right. but it, it it's called Smacks of Vengeance, and uh, it, it it opens with a splash of Daredevil swinging through Hell's Kitchen with a woman under his arm, and his radar's in full force, and there's a little caricature of radar from Mash. Above his head. Now, come on. That is just gold. But uh, Daredevil runs into the Joker. The Joker. Who's called the Jokester. And then Thor pops in, and he's called the Mighty Soar. But Sinestro's in this. No. The renegade member of the Green Latrine Corps, Sinestroni. It's just, it's totally absurd. It's just nuts. Uh, Gorilla Grodd is McGillagrod. And he looks like McGilla Gorilla, but it's it's Grodd. It, it's nuts. And the, the cartooning, we've grown to become accustomed with Byrne's wonderful grasp of human anatomy. And he has a certain way of doing it that's instantly recognizable as John Byrne. This is cartooning, massively out-of-whack proportions. Captain America's chest is huge. Um, that's where Lifehill got it from? I don't know. Uh, M- Metallo's in it from Superman. His name's Metal Toe. And uh, <laughs> even Casper and Wendy's in it from Harvey Comics. No and, and, Yeah, which gets Cap all pissed off. And he's like, no, no, too many companies. Get out, get out. Um, <laughs> it, I'm telling you, it's nuts. But the, the funniest thing in this story, Quasar makes an appearance. Protector of the universe? Uh-huh. Guess what his name is. It's freaking brilliant. What? Uh, no idea. Motorola. Come on, that's that's brilliant. 
Quick Quasar's name was Motorola. It's nuts. It's just uh, and for twenty five cents. Oh my God! I will read this issue over and over. Oh hell yeah! Our boy Hillary Bard is in here. Of course. He, oh, of course the, yes. There's a origin of the pulverizer, r- drawn by Hillary Barda, written by Doug Rice. There is wow. a a lot of. Uh, puzzle pages and there's a you know which punisher doesn't belong and there's maybe 10 little punishers and they're all exactly the same holding a gun except one has a bouquet of flowers in his hands (laughs) (laughs) and that's still not the one that was the one that didn't belong probably but the thing that really piqued my interest there's a man thang versus swamp thang story jesus yes the man thing meets the swamp thing, and Alec Holland is a burnt-out stoner. He's like, yeah, man, he's got flowers all over him. He's all tripping out. And because the, the man thing doesn't speak, Abby likes him better and leaves swamp thing for the man thing because, oh. because swampy's always monologuing, and he's so deep, and he's always thinking she just leaves him for him. The back cover is a parody of the Charles Atlas, uh, Let's Make a Man Out of Mac ad. Remember the guy's on the beach and he gets sand kicked into him? But it's called The Hammer That Made a God Out of Don. And it's Don Blake on the beach. And this barbarian kicks sand in his face. And the, the Charles Atlas figure is Charles Asgard. And it's Loki. In the traditional green and yellows, but he has a, a bathing suit on, like swim trunks, and, and he's got a Groucho Marx nose with glasses on. It's This yeah, is hysterical. I, I, I think we know why this has never been uh, never gone to trade then. No, this is gold. This is really gold. Yeah, I love what, that. And you make it sound like, but you say... You say. You never realized that, that burn was this funny, so you you don't frequent his forum? No, I, I, I like the man's work, so <laughs> ah, I don't okay. want to go there. Okay. No, but I, you know what I mean. We're used to the rock-solid mainstream superhero yes. artist, John Byrne, and this is anything but. It's beautiful. And Terry Austin, come on. Well, he did, um, he did a, a Superman or Stuperman or something like that uh, as well. I don't know if that was for what the, or if it was in um, one of his Fantastic Four issues, but it certainly got... Um, it's in one of the collections, the Death of Galactus, or hmm. whatever it was. But there is, like, he did do a very similar, like, comedy thing with Superman and DC characters, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and I'm a big fan of what the... So I have... I'm trying to amass the entire run. Uh, I have scattered issues. So, yeah, John Byrne is in a lot of them, but this is just funnier than anything I've seen him do. Awesome. Anyway, I have something else in, in the humorous vein. I, I found out today, it's old news, I just actually mentioned it on the forum, as I'm getting ready to sit down and read all 12 issues of Wednesday Comics because I, I, I stopped before the last couple issues came out. So I have all 12 sitting next to me. I'll probably read them all in one sitting, hopefully this weekend. But there was a, there was a plan in place in case any of the... Uh, any of the strips fell behind. They had a backup strip ready to go. Did anybody right. else know that no. there was going to be a Plastic Man yes. strip? Really? And, you know, and do you know really? who the creators were going to be? Evan Dorkin as writer, Stefan DeStefano as artist. Yep. Oh. Is that nuts? Contingency plan, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have? Do they have it sitting there? 
Yes, so it's, it was. It was. Right. It was there. done. They were ready, and and uh, and Mark Chiarella said that you know if it, it it was as a plan. Dorkin could never. He never talked about it. I, I found the interview. It's from back in August. I, I guess Chiarella, Chiarella. He he uh, he did an interview with CBR, and he mentioned it. And there's actually a panel, which I I also put it on the forum. Oh, but cool. there's there's a panel to an interview. I'll, I'll I'll put a link up to the interview and. Uh, and it's you know it doesn't look anything like Mason Man, but it was uh, it's it's pretty cool. Something like that I would have loved to have seen in the well, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that, that's what I was it, it'll 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 end up in in volume two if, right. if they do that next year. And I would I would still love to see DC make that you know an annual summer event and and just keep doing it. I think it would be great. Yeah, well, I mean, if nothing else, they probably throw it into the trade. I was wondering about that. Yeah, if, if, yeah. I mean, if they had, it's that. That is one reason. That's one way to get it exclusive. And, and there aren't too many. You don't get too many full stories as part of the collection, which reprints a whole bunch of other stuff. So that's that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, it's you know talking to you know a few people here and there. Plastic Man is a character that a lot of people want to come back and do a new series on. They should get our boy Hillary just to bring his name up again. Yeah, yeah, it's oh yeah, I, Hillary would would love to draw uh, Plastic Man, but that I've heard that I've heard that character mentioned a lot in the last in the last few months as a character. Yeah, you've, that heard it, you've heard mm-hmm. it mentioned by other creators, or you've heard it mentioned by the publishers saying like oh, creators by creators yeah, that are thing. Like apparently, I was I was uh, listening to one of the other podcasts, and um, they'd mentioned that uh, apparently Starfire is one of the most uh, is it Starfire. Um, Used to be one of Super, uh, uh, Spider-Man's amazing friends. Firestar. Oh, uh, Firestar. Firestar. Yeah, Firestar. Firestar. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Starfire. Um, Firestar is like, apparently Marvel gets like a ton and a half of pitches for stuff to do with her like every wow. year. Wow. And they're like, <laughs> why are people pitching this? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that, like, you know, if 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 the uh, blank slate, if that creative, you know, urge to actually get the thing done actually falls in line with some kind of editorial desire to have it to see it done, then it'll it'll, it'll get done. But I mean, if they they look at it and they go, like, eh, didn't do so well last time, yeah, then it'll yeah. probably be a while, you know. But that that was the eighties, right? When, that was the, the miniseries. Oh, the, the 80s. The, that was like two years ago. No, the miniseries was late eighties. Yeah, I know. When, the, when it uh, introduced the Baker her. series. Oh, was, the Plastic Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was really. Oh, so you're talking? Yeah. About, oh, yeah, I was talking. Yeah, we were oh, all over the place. But yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, fire, no, fire I went back was, to the original topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was that. There was that article that I forget what magazine it was in had the what the seventy little known facts about Marvel, and uh, the you know the the origin of Firestar as a character, why they came up with her for the for the animated series. Did you read through that? I think it was because Universal owned the rights to the Human Torch. Yeah, they wanted to use yeah. uh, Spider-Man, Iceman, and, and the Human Torch, but uh, but Universal had the rights to 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 Torch, so they had to create. Uh, flame character, so they came up with Firestar. Yeah, that was the same reason why. Um, um, I Herbie. Think that was the same reason. Yeah. Why, yeah, for for Herbie. Yeah. Poor Herbie. And then poor maligned Herbie. Yeah. He, he so, part popped up in Miller's run recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so they they pop him up, and uh, he was on. Uh, they had a, ver- a version of him on the Venture Brothers. Of, uh, <laughs> season two. Yes. <laughs> and going wow. back to that seventy things you didn't know about Marvel. Uh-huh. The the one that surprised me the most, and I had absolutely no idea that that's this Stan, man Stanley invented it all. No, that's that's the uh, <laughs> that's seventy the mis- 70, commonly yeah. accepted 
wrong <laughs> things about Marvel. <laughs> See, you got me all worked up. I can't even damn think. Um, that Paul Simon wrote the lyrics for the Spider-Man cartoon song. I thought that was redacted song. at the end of the... Uh, it was redacted film. at the end. It was? Oh, yeah. now that, was the, that, was the, that was the one that wasn't true. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No, no. yeah. yeah if Go you read, read the end of the so. article. See, I didn't make it that far. I read it past, uh, <laughs> you know, that. I was like, yo, this is cool. So, uh, I, while we were all talking, I, I got a, uh, I received a text from Wood who says that, uh, that he's on his vacation. He, he's, he started it basically about 30 minutes ago. And, uh, to tell Vince, he's pretty for me. So I am. I am. Yeah. I wish he was here because I so wanted to talk about the Punisher the List comic. We're saving, we're saving <laughs> until we're next. all back together again. Okay. What was the other thing we were all going to read? We said it a couple of weeks ago. We were all going to, you know, take the time to. Oh, I forget I what it was. Is it a collection? Was it a? I know somebody will be able to tell us, but I'm just I'm trying to remember. I was like going to look for something, and I think I have the single issues. A couple of guys have the collection, so we were all going to. So all right. Anyway, oh. guess what? I got my hands on the Captain America omnibus. One of our wonderful forum members, and you can join our forum at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Jacob Welch sent me a message and mm-hmm. said, I found a Captain America omnibus at Borders. Do you want me to grab it for you? And I said, sure. He used the 40% coupon to get it. Oh, is nice. that is that crazy? Yeah, so we got it for <laughs> 60, is it 60 bucks then? After shipping, it came to like 50-some bucks. Yeah. Nice. What's, I, a, I, what's, I, a, what's, a, what's it going for online? Oh, over 100. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. cover did you get? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I got a Captain America omnibus for like 50-some bucks. <laughs> and so now I can I can actually continue the story that I abandoned so many um, <laughs> months ago. <laughs> but that's just me, you know. And, and I'm di- I'm dying to read it. I want to get back in the swing of things because Reborn is great. Actually, I like it a lot. I, I, I'm I'm uh, I haven't started Reborn yet, but I did read the first two issues of the Marvels Project. Oh, wasn't that good? That is so good. It's like yeah. it's it's it kind of feels a little bit. Like the twelve, just because of the setting and 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 what we're dealing with, and and now things get started, but it's it's so not. And, and I mean, I don't even want to compare the two. It's just it's nice reading another, especially after the the seventieth anniversary one shots Marvel put out this year, and and it's it's kind of nice seeing these stories from the late thirties and the early forties, and and how things kind of came about. I wish there was more Namor, but so far oh, that, that's I, a good uh, yeah, more Nam- Namor is always a good thing. But I mean, you know, there's there's the uh, the angel. We're getting we're getting a little, the angel is 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 awesome. But the uh, we're getting you know in these two issues, I think there's been more as far as what I know of the character. I think the Human Torch has been fleshed out more in these first two issues than in than, than in many issues I've read of of like say the Invaders or or, right. or anything like that. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. It's it's fantastic art by Epting and 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 the colors by Stewart. And I mean, the colors are fantastic. I don't I, Stewart was great. On Ultimate Human, he's he was uh, he's great on everything he does, but for some reason the colors are just really popping for me in, yeah. in this. And the Phantom Bullet, man, what's up? But no, it's I like who later it. who later went on to kill Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the Magic Bullet. Yeah, well, he changed his name. Yeah, oh, okay. he, yeah, he didn't want to be typecast. But anyway, thank you well, so much, Jacob Welch, <laughs> for for going way above and beyond. The Call of Duty. Thank you very much. That was really nice. Yeah, nice I think I had one of our one of our 
uh, forum members. I've got, um, I should remember this. Found uh, that Stray Bullets uh, Volume Three hardcover. Oh, form. so you're done? I, yeah, I got the third one. It's I'm cool. waiting for the 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 elusive fourth one to be printed at some point. Hopefully, nice. Very yeah, good. He can't just be happy with his little story in Dark Horse Noir. He's he's, he's, he's got to ask for that fourth. It was, oh. it was nice. No, you were so right. I got that in my DC Wasn't that a good boxes. story. Very good. Just, wasn't it? No, no. Good? That depends on your definition of good. You Memorable? Didn't like it? Yeah. No, it was great, but I wouldn't call it a good story. If, no, I mean, it, it was. It felt it like was, I got gang raped after I was done reading it. Damn. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a, a very well executed story. It was, oh, yeah. It was, you know, trademark, fucked up, laugh them, stray bullets, but it was, you know, it, I think the, the good guy won, and. That's you know there was there was some bitter justice at the end of it so right but every story is it just seems like high points after high points just one after the other really excellent stuff yeah the Lumiere uh, story was great mm-hmm. and Ed, Eduardo Barreto oh my God can this guy draw I mean I always oh. knew that but he's just fantastic but you know you know what I would like to see a moratorium on the word noir. For like <laughs> ten years, can we can we stop can we stop using the word noir for a while? What were they going to call it? Dark. Well, first of all, it's not noir. It's actually it's, that would have been a better name for this. Dark horse, dark, dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not noir. Noir is is those are what Tom? Those are films from the uh, specific set of times. Oh, that genre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a genre of film. It's also a genre of um, cinematography. Yeah, but from a specific time. It's like you can't make a noir movie today. It's, it's no, referencing, it's referencing no, a genre. I don't, know that I, I don't know that I'd go that far. I, I just think mm-hmm. that people have kind of thrown noir around to mean anybody yeah. wearing a long coat and a hat. <laughs> and it's know. dark, yeah. 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 <laughs> Why don't we just go with the Italian? We'll just call it giallo. Giallo, okay. Yeah, like Dar- Dario Argento's movies. They're, those are giallos, and that's basically the same thing as noir. It's just yeah. the Italian take on it. Yeah. And they're but, horror. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> almost exclusively, yeah, but there's some giallos that aren't horror, right? That uh, crime does fall under. It's because it's the execution. It's the the shadows and the stark lights yeah, and everything. Sure. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it doesn't matter. We're just. It's one, I mean, the thing is, it's it's one of those nebulous terms that that can you know you you can you can use it to group a bunch of different things together to market yes. uh, them a specific way. And it, it, I I think I'm with Chris though. I I think I could I could afford to not see the word noir on things uh, <laughs> for a little while. Until my next noir project, which will be coming out. <laughs> um, no, I just, you know, I, it, it, uh, it, it, after, after a while, you're like, what? Marvel? What? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whenever, whenever it got to uh, Spider-Man noir, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. what is, what look, has happened? Long to the well, it yeah. must be noir. <laughs> he's got a fedora. I, I can't, I mean, getting you know, mentioned... The, the Laugh'em story in Noir, Vince mentioned Laugh'em last week with, with the Terror Inc. story. And it's it's just, I know, you know, recently with Young Liars and, of course, Stray Bullets, it's just, and 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 these days, I guess he's he's writing, well, I don't know if I'd say he's writing more than, than, than he's illustrating, but it's just, it's seeing these darker stories, these violent stories, like even like like Daredevil versus Punisher and, and his his uh arc from Detective Comics back in two thousand five, little things like that. It's it's hard for me to rem- imagine that this is the same guy that I remember from 
Harbinger and, and Warriors of Plasm yeah, and things like that. And it's like, are you serious? Right. <laughs> I know. And his, his art was almost happy back then. Yes. Because like Warriors of, of, of Plasm, it's kind of icky just because of the, the theme the that setting, runs through. Yeah. But it's very bright. I mean, there's hardly any shadows in that book. <laughs> but And then you go to Stray Bullets and it's like all shadows and kids trapped in, in, in kids That's trapped in, in yeah <laughs> yeah you're right but it is awesome I mean, it's like Lassum although I it, it, and yeah having just gone through that last conversation I think Lassum is actually one of the few guys you could really say is I mean, all of uh, Stray Bullets, that's that's a noir book. I mean, it's as close to modern noir as you can get. That's yeah. that's what that is, you know? It was, it was you, the whole series was like clawing yourself out of the mud. Yep. Um, in a good way, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it, incredibly interesting and engrossing stories. But, yeah, it's it, it, very, very few people that... You know, it, I don't know that that you feel sympathetic. I mean, there are people that you feel sympathetic for, but I mean, there there's no you know shining knights in. Stray yeah, Bullets. there are no particular, and and when they do kind of present themselves, they get shot in the head and then raped. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> mainly, which is always fun. Yeah. They get knife raped. Um, <laughs> <never fun>. What? <laughs> what? It's true. Do it up here in Canada. Uh, I have a soft spot for and a hard spot for Amy Racecar. Hi, this is Ray Johnson of TV Comics, and I just wanted to say that Wonder Woman Day was awesome. Uh, my friends Selena and Mike and myself were there. We had a great time. We had pieces that got sold. We met a lot of people. It was cool. On top of that. I want to give a shout-out to Marvel and ask them, what the hell is up with the Omnibus? All right, man, I want Ecstatics back. I want Captain America back. I want you to finish up with the goddamn Daredevil. And actually, I want you to put together an Omnibus that includes the Kevin Smith run. All right? Can you feel me? Do you hear me out there? Oh, man, other than that, 11 o'clock comic guys, you are off the hook. And catch my breath here and my patience. Talk to you later. Peace. I was looking at uh, um, Waffham's website today, and he has, um, for the first time ever, has started releasing some Stray Bullets artwork for sale. And uh, he also has uh, some awesome Amy Racecar um, limited edition signed and numbered prints for sale as well. So wow. you want to check that out, Vince. Yeah. You know, that goes back to the whole thing. I rarely buy original art unless it's really cheap mm-hmm. because if I'm going to spend, say, $100, $200 on one piece, how many books can I buy for that? And there's there's a lot of books that I, that I need to fill up the holes, so I would rather fill up the holes than buy an original piece. Of yeah, art. but I mean, I know, do I, I do there, love there, original there, art. There are a lot of books in my collection I absolutely love, but not any of them as much as I love is this beautiful Tom <laughs> Fowler Doctor Strange uh, commission that that sits above my my monitor in my office. Well, that, should be. that doesn't include Tom, though. I'll spend the money on Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Vince, if you're interested in cheap art, I've got a shitload of Green Arrow pages. Uh, see, I want a character that I like. Oh, yeah, damn. See, that's why I can't get rid of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm seriously considering using them as uh, as insulation in my shed. 
you do, know, do a picture gonna, of you, yeah. Sue Storm and an egg beater. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> gonna say you're going to go the Ditko route and start using them as cutting boards. Oh, <laughs> oh, is that a painful story or what? Oh, I know. I had heard a, that. Yeah, there's um, it, this is a story I had heard um, a while ago. Um, there was someone was it was it. Uh, I forget whoever it was, but went to went to Ditko's studio in Manhattan, and uh, like over in the corner saw this original page from Spider-Man that was like hacked in half and like laying in the corner, and and he's like, "What is this?" And it's like Ditko's like, "Oh, he uses a cutting board." And he's like, "What?" And apparently he had like this huge stack of of original Spider-Man pages that he used as cutting boards in his studio. Yeah, and they weren't taken, he didn't take care with them. Like they were stacked underneath a piece of furniture behind a a tablecloth or something, like just thrown there. Oh, breaks your heart. I think that that his uh, objectivist leanings or whatever would would have him selfishly selling those and making a lot of money. I. It's just, yeah, I just don't get it. I don't, I do, damn Ayn Rand. Damn her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think part of it, and and I'm probably speaking at a at a turn here. I think it had something to do that that was the artwork that had been returned to him right. from Marvel that they phrased it. It's it, basically they oh, had a lot, right. Just lot, the, lot, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of pressure that they were under to return the artwork to the artist, and they did it, but they phrased it as they were giving the artist their art back as a gift and yeah, that's apparently that's the same yeah. that's still the policy officially they gift yeah. it back to the artist so. that is or at least that's what that's that's what hillary was saying i, I don't know if that's necessarily so or yeah I, uh, I, I remember at one point when the, the disney marvel thing went through um uh i think it was on hillary's blog there there was this whole thing about like well you know think about this kids um and it was it was about how marvel gifts artwork back to the artists uh but disney does not uh and you know how fox wings working on simpsons stuff does they keep all the originals you get mm-hmm. paid for that for them to keep it but still they you know they keep all the originals and it was just kind of back and forth between him and Kevin Nolan uh, in his comments section, and I, I put out, I put out the fire by saying, "Well, I work for Disney right now, and I'm getting my artwork back." Oh, you know? there you go, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, another thing with, with with comic art, and this is something that I, I think is only going to continue to be the the way things are are done. How much? Actual original art goes into the Marvel offices, or at at any time is is touched by anyone besides the artist. It's almost uh, yeah. That's the, well. That's that's really yeah. That's the really the way it's gone. Um, yeah. I I think I was one of the last holdouts in terms. I, I think I'm the only guy last year that was submitting art to Wildstorm. Like when I was sending in mm-hmm. mysterious pages, I was. I think I was. The, I think I think their their FedEx account consisted of me, <laughs> uh, and everybody else was submitting it digitally just because yeah. I didn't have a scanner that that could handle it. I do now. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh yeah, a horror story for you. Uh was talking with Christian Alame and and he mm-hmm. was a, a late holdout and you know would FedEx his inked pages in and 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 then get them back eventually. Well, he decided to finally, you know, start scanning his his pages and sending them in digitally or FTP FTP and then whatever the last FedEx box that he sent got lost. 
Oh, this man. is like as he was, he, he had gotten his, his scanner, was setting it up, and said, oh, I don't have time to figure this out. I'm just going to send this last this last envelope in. Got lost. It was like, I don't know how many pages of, of uh, I think it was like Green Lantern art that they had to basically redo. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I can top that, but in terms, just in terms of stress, um, uh, I did a book. I, did I tell this the last time I was on? Uh, well, I'm sorry. I did a, a Legends of the Dark Knight, uh, which was my first big superhero thing at uh, DC. And at the time, uh, my editor was Andy Helfer. So I get the script. It was a Bill Willingham script. Um, it was pretty good. It, it had taken forever to get to me because Andy just edited the hell out of it. So I, you know, I got the script, laid it out, whatever. I, uh, and the first week, I did the first half of the pencils. I sent them off. And the second week, uh, I sent them off to be lettered uh, so that they could come back to me a week later to be inked. Um, so I, you know, I, I did the first first uh, first eleven pages of pencils, sent them off. Then did the second eleven uh, uh, pages of pencils over the course of the second week and sent them off. And then I waited for a week, and there was nothing. And in the fourth week, the, the second batch of, uh, of of pencils, which were now lettered, came back to me, and I inked those in a week, and I sent them off. And then I waited another week, and as, like with just nothing coming in, no word. And I think it was somewhere in the middle of the fourth week, I got a phone call from Andy saying, it's not my fault. I was like, what? Apparently, somebody at DC had <clears throat> screwed up, and rather than returning that first group of, of, of uh, lettered, penciled lettered pages to me, they sent them to Christopher Fowler, a novelist in England. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh my and God. He, he, he saw this immediately, and so he sent them back. But I guess he didn't fill out all the proper paperwork. Oh, no. And so for a solid three weeks, he was being hounded by Warner Brothers attorneys, threatening him like with all manner of knife rape. Um <laughs> Uh, as 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 to you know like what are these pages blah 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 and you know when I first heard about this I was saying things like oh you know Christopher Christopher and I will meet at some time we'll laugh about this and when I got to the end of it I heard about all the lawyer stuff I was like yeah we're not going to meet yeah that. he's <laughs> there, there will be no <laughs> he's changed his name and he hates me um, <laughs> but uh, no it was it, that that kind of stuff happens um and has happened and uh i i got um this uh, i think there was another art return to me and it was it was uh green arrow pages and it went to somebody's like it went to some auto detailing oh, like one of these one of these places where you go and you like they soup up your old car kind of places a bunch of my pages went to them and i got a phone a very confused phone call from the secretary saying like hi um this is who's it auto body in south carolina uh, <laughs> I have a bunch of your. I've got a bunch of superhero art here, <laughs> and covered in oil. I learned. I learned years ago. Just uh, and I, I, I have stamps made that you know. I my all of my contact information, all of it goes on the back of every piece of artwork that leaves awesome. my studio. Wow. As you, as you, Chris, well know. Yeah, on the back of that touch a strange thing. Um, because the only way it's the it's the only way to protect yourself when you're sending stuff out, you know. But yeah, pages now, came back all pinstriped and von Dutch art and nice. It's not just pinstriping on these pages. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna end up eventually hitting Tom up for some of that because I have that complete Green Arrow run. It even though it's written by Winnick, I I remember that run and and I remember 
Tom's no comment. issue. Meryl so, has uh, AIDS. <laughs> so I and 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 I keep threatening Andy Parks with uh, with um, buying a page from earlier on the run where uh, that he and Phil Hester worked on, and and I think Smith was going by them, but it was uh, so I would like some original art from a couple different times in in the Green Arrow run, and I have no problem with Ollie. I mean, it's not Connor, so I'm I'm cool. What's right, what's wrong with Connor? I like you don't Connor. like you don't like okay. Connor, David. Is he I, gay? No, no, he's not. I don't oh, think okay. so. No. Do you have AIDS? No, no, he's no, not. That's no. Speedy. Speedy. No, that's Speedy. Speedy. Yeah, Speedy right. Does. Mia does, right? Yeah, yeah, Speedy, yeah, Speedy does. But, but the thing about the uh, no, I, li- I do like Connor. I, I have no problem with Connor. The the scanning of the art and the the digital delivery and uh, Rob Liefeld was on CBR talking about Image United, and he mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, a shipping error would really screw this project up." So I guess they're shipping physical. Art boards back and forth, well, which is crazy. On, it, thing is it, it depends on what you're comfortable with. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys don't want to. I don't. I don't particularly enjoy scanning things in. You know, I hate it. I, I would much rather just put put shit in a box and not have to stare into my screen and play with levels and you know all that crap. But it's it's as much as anything, it's a security thing. Now, I mean, right. it really is. People just don't want to don't want to risk something happening to it. They don't want They want to be able to sell it right away. Maybe. Um, you know, have, it's it's great protection to have this stuff just sit in your studio as opposed to, you know, getting it back six months later kind of thing. Because um, yeah. it's always a little, you always go a little night white knuckled when, you know, you're getting you're getting the equivalent of three books worth of stuff back, but you don't know when they're <laughs> going to send it because they don't tell you when they're going to send it. So yeah. it might just wind up sitting between the doors of your house, even though you've left a note for the fucking FedEx guy to not <laughs> leave it there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, out I'm of not your speaking control. from experience yeah. by any chance, but uh, you know, oh, it's totally out of your, out of your control, and yeah. and you know, there are so many other people that that it comes in contact with that. Uh, yeah, who yeah, knows? I mean, Tom Hanks could be on that plane. <laughs> but if he he's going to have to use it for kindling at some point. Right? But no, one would think that with a project like Image United, where the pages are bouncing around to more people than usual on a project like that, what are we talking? Six artists? Oh, that's and, right, because they're all they're all working on all the pages, aren't they? Right, yeah. right. And then yeah. you have well, Kirkman. Yeah, you would ha- you would have to you would have to mail that. You wouldn't be able to do any of that digitally. Right. Especially with guys from, I don't want to call them old timers, but I mean, they're, they're, it's, it, you know, they, they, they're all from a period when, you know, boards were lettered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They're, yeah. They're all from a period when it was really, it really was all pretty much hands on. So you're not, I mean, again, it's going to be what their comfort level is. Yeah. And their comfort level is very likely going to be, I want the pages in my hands so I can do what I do and then send it. But yeah, I would be, they must have shitloads of insurance on every package they send, and I would I would almost be I mean with the amount of money that the uh, a lot of these guys have between them, I would almost just have like some gopher just pack him off, just get a guy to carry the art from <laughs> nice. one place to another, sleep yeah. on the sofa in the studio, <laughs> like an art mule, go off to wherever the hell else, <laughs> just throw him a couple carrots every now and again. <laughs> nice. Hey, you talk about. Uh, Talk about the the hand lettered boards and and we were uh, talking about buying you know original art earlier. I I only have one out of out of all the pages that I have, which is not a huge collection by any means. But I only have one page that is uh, that has the lettering on the board. And David, it is a uh, a Phil Hester Andy Parks uh-huh. Green Arrow Green Arrow page from uh, it's, wow. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. an awesome picture yeah. of uh, 
Detective Bones. I have some original art right here. Let's see if... Oh, yeah, they're lettered. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have yeah, it on the level with They did the big changeover. Uh, in fact, when I was working on that Batman story, uh, that was, I think, 98. No, that would have been... Sorry, that would have been 2001, 2002, I think. That was when the changeover happened to DC. Marvel went to digital letters in the 90s sometime. Um, and DC tried a bunch of different things. So you, every so often you'll see pages that have the letters stuck down to them. That's what this and A lot is. of guys still yeah. work like that um, because they want it there. But it's all uh, different guys... It's done differently with, with different people, uh, and you can see it on their process blogs and things like that, but uh, uh, it is rare, rare. Yeah, th- this, is, this, is, uh, this is paste up. It's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not hand-lettered right on the board, so it's more yeah. of a, like a newspaper paste up. Because uh, like yeah. so, yeah, that Batman job was literally the last job I ever did where I actually had uh, balloons on the page, and God, that makes your life so much easier. Having them on the page? Yeah. Because yeah. it's less work. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's so I, much less work. Um, I have a Bill, a Bill and Ted page from Evan Dorkin. Evan Dorkin. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't even know I own this. From, 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 from issue six. <laughs> Problems you Vince have. is taking inventory right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing, the other thing too, is especially when you're when you're inking yourself and the letters are on the page, is that oftentimes with with digital lettering. You have no control. I mean, you can, I do, whenever I do layouts, I, I lay out where all the bubbles should go. Um, but you're, it's, you know, again, it's outside your control because you never really know if the editor's going to pay attention to that because I've had it where they haven't. And all of a sudden, something that I've lavished detail on because I left dead space at the top because that's where it should go because that's where I indicated the bubble should go <clears throat> gets covered by a bubble and that crap ass background that I half asked because well it's going behind a bubble is there and getting colored and glowing and you know whatever the hell if, if somebody did that in the oldie timey times you could just redraw you know like you can mm-hmm. you can change things or, or whatever but it's it's all kind of outside your control now and uh, I think moving forward I'm, I'm the, the, the book that I'm kind of very slowly making my way through now we're uh, what we're very likely doing is that the writer is going to be we're doing it kind of marvel style so mm-hmm. the we've both kind of agreed on the plot that i'm going to do layouts uh, much like i explained the process the last time i was on he's going to letter the layouts and then send them back to me send the blue big blue files back to me and that way all the lettering will be on the board uh, at the layout stage, oh, that's for me cool. to print out and, and go from, which means, you know, again, it means less work for me, and it also means I know what his final script is, so that I can uh, make whatever adjustments to facial features or whatever the hell uh, needs to happen. Yeah, I, you know, I had seen uh, a few people that do that. Uh, well, not maybe that process, but uh, like uh, Tommy Lee Edwards. He yeah, Sean Sean Phillips has is the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Sorry, go on, Tommy. No, yeah, Tommy Lee Edwards, Sean Phillips, because Tommy Lee Edwards he works with John Workman, right? Yeah. Is his mm-hmm. kind of that's that's oh, his God. that's his guy. I would uh, kill to work with John Workman. Oh. That's well. <laughs> he probably has got some open spots in his schedule because I don't know how many hand letterers are out there anymore, man. Yeah, dying breed, man. Just not that many. Not that many. Well, I hand think John. Uh, I actually think John has gone computer to some degree now. Really? I'm not sure. I know Clem Robbins did. 
and he was a long time holdout. Um, do you know if he did all of uh, well for Clem? Did he do? Did he stop? Did he kind of go with computers during One Hundred Bullets, or do you know if maybe that's entirely hand? Uh, I've seen original One Hundred Bullets pages, and the ones that I have seen um, had stuck down letters. Okay. Okay. Um, Boy, Rizzo's good. I have that. Rizzo's I, I want to own. Oh God, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that would that would be why. Yeah. Because you're not going to send an original page over to wherever the hell Clem lives and then back again to get lettered. Well, at least not nowadays. Because um, God knows they used to do it when, with the Filipino guys. You know, <laughs> it would all get sent. It would all get sent back to New York and then sent back out to to the Philippines again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, which is crazy. That's actually one of those saying hundred hundred bullet pages. That's that's on my list of of pages that that or a page that I want to own is is a page out of a hundred bullets. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are Rizzo's about twenty two hundred of them, so you should be able to. <laughs> they're out there. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. out there. Be able to check yeah. one down. There yeah, right. it's uh, it, it's such a talkie book though. It's um. You know, there there are some great pages, but uh, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the the really really primo ones have have been bought up. So eventually, I'll find one. Well, yeah, I, yes. I always had yeah, I always had an art buying friend who who would um, I can't afford to buy art because I work in the industry. Uh, but I have a friend who always um, would talk about like how he he was really pissed off the, the the digital lettering thing because he was like, you know, sometimes it's not so much the art as the moment. On the page, it's like there's a particular, uh, there's a particular line of dialogue or or something like that. That that that's what he really wants to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to buy it because Batman said this. You know, and that always stuck with him. Uh, and those days are, you know, ninety nine percent gone. I mean, you can't. It just it just ain't happening. Oh, I mean, I just I, the last the last page I got was a very jokey page. There was there was a couple really funny gags on the page, and without the lettering, the gag isn't nearly as funny. And yeah. it's just I know what it says, but it's not there on the art, so it's 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 funny, but it's not it's not like big old belly laugh funny like it like it was whenever I read it. So well, I, yeah, I had um, one of I think it was the second Monroe I did. Um, had who's the guy that keeps uh, tracking down stalkers on TV? Not stalkers, uh, tracks down like uh, pedophiles on TV. Oh, Chris, Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen, yeah. Uh, Chris Hansen. Uh, I I drew po- poorly. Drew Chris Hansen, and I got contacted by Chris Hansen's people because he wanted to buy the artwork. Right. And wow. I was like, oh, okay. This, this sounds great. You know. So I quoted them a price, which in retrospect was too high, but um, I. Uh, not really buying much, uh, but uh, I figured he could afford it. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I was talking to his assistant, I was like, okay, look, I just want to make sure you know what you're getting. And she's like, oh, what, what do you mean? I was like, well, the lettering isn't on the page. She's like, oh, really? I was like, no, yeah, that's all done in computers. I mean, we could probably, you know, you could do something, and if you get it, if he gets it framed, you can get it framed with the you know, pages from the actual magazine. That way it'll be there or... Or you know we could I don't know we could do some kind of mount up or something like that to 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 make it, but then you're you're looking at extra money if if we do something like that. And she was like, oh okay, well I'll get back to you. And they never got back to me. Yeah, shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just shipped it off to them. I don't think honestly I think they they thought they'd be able to get them for fifty bucks a page. I mean I don't, I don't think they. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 
It was one of those things. Like, you're a retard who works in comics, right? Yeah. It's 25 cents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah You've already been paid for them, right? You know, yeah. You just have that stuff laying around, right? So. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is slightly comic-related, so I figured I'd share. This is a hardcore scarecrow from the forums. I was uh, working my job delivering pizzas earlier this week, and I go to a house. guy has his door cracked a little bit and he has a mass of comics and trades in his living room. So I talked to him a little bit, here to find out it's actually his roommate stuff, but he's big into anime and everything. And uh, just by striking up a little comic conversation, the dude leaves me an awesome tip. So uh, if you're an 11 o'clock listener, uh, thank you if you uh, are listening to this. And, um, well, uh, all 11 o'clock listeners, uh, tip your drivers, because they work hard. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. Bye. Speaking of about stuff that's just laying around, you guys uh, see that story on CNN about the uh, about the, uh, the the house down in Arnold, Missouri, which is just a near suburb of uh, of St. Louis. House that uh, that somebody bought for sixty five grand, which means it was a real shithole of a house that had um, they found a bunch of comics in there that ended up being auctioned for over a million dollars. Jesus. Yeah, this is like a couple weeks ago. You worried ago. me at first because I thought you were talking about that house in Cleveland they just raided uh, today. No, I thought... Speaking of things laying around, there's a whole bunch of corpses in this house. <laughs> All the murder bodies. No, yeah, no. Jesus no. Chris. Those are murder bodies. You, this was like, you know, Amazing Fantasy 15 was in yeah. the collection they found. Yeah, oh, my key, God. key issues of X-Men, yeah. Yeah. Was it white. like somebody passed away and this was like an insurance? Yeah, the, like the nephew inherited the house or something and, and, and then, you know, found the comics and, uh, oh, okay. and put them up for so auction. It wasn't, I mean, so. it, it, it stayed in the family. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. we yeah. get rid of this house, it's put up for auction. It was yeah, one of those, it, like tax auction sales. It was, right. it was, yeah. it was one of the, it was one of those comic book finds that you, that you hear about like every 10 or 15 years and we will, hear about them less and less frequently from here on out just because yeah. you know all those comics have been found at this point and yeah um yeah you know the only comics we'll hear about being found is i found several long boxes with like x-force number one like 20 <laughs> copies of it uh-huh. yeah, all found long box, and all i had in it was spider-man number one <laughs> all of but, these. But what about the elusive platinum version of that? All of these comics have there their, were only five hundred thousand of those uh, published, right? Because there were only so many comic shops at the time. So yeah, there they, they were practically more platinum versions than there were of like the green cover. Or I mean, as I worked, I worked in a comic store while all that bullshit was going on. Oh god! And I just i i like i would i would tell people it's like you know this is all headed for a bust right and they're like yeah i'm gonna put my kids through college and, you know, sure <laughs> i'm that. buying my bends yeah it was just oh it was ridiculous and i see this guy this i remember this one guy this is when it, the whole thing snapped for me it's when they were doing those those fucking hologram covers for spectacular and stuff like that oh, okay and this guy comes in and he's got like a plastic bag and he's bragging to me at the back of the store because he's asking if we have any of them. And I was like, yeah, I think we have a couple left, um, but it's just one per person. Or something like that. Or maybe we didn't have any left. But anyway, he's got this, this plastic bag, and it's full of this one issue of Spectacular Spider-Man with the hologram on the cover. And he's like, yeah, I got 20 of them at Capital City down the street. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And, he's, <laughs> and he's, he's bragging about this. And I was like, wow, that's 20 kids that aren't going to be able to read Spider-Man this, this week, asshole. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, there still are kids who read this shit these days. It is still the nineties. <laughs> you know, and it just drove me nuts. And tell me, t- tell me, your shop went by Wizard when it came to pricing and everything like that, right? No, we didn't. Oh, thank God! It was nice. it was an Overstreet shop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was this was this in in Canada? Yes, it was in Canada. No, it was in Timbuktu. Well, I didn't know where, it's, it didn't know where you went to school. It was a valid question. <laughs> no, I this was uh, when I was in high school. Oh, it's high. Okay, okay. Yeah. I traded uh, a copy of the Platinum Spider-Man for a year of the HBO. Wow. Yeah, the, the our cable guy was a comic book fan. Oh shit. And, and and I just happened to have it out the one day he came over to do a a service call and he's like, "Dude, you like the home box?" And I said, you know, yeah, I guess it's okay. Like He's like, you want it for a year, and, I, and so I gave him the copy. He went up on the pole, flipped a switch, and I got a year of home box for nothing. Then he came back a year later and switched it off. They did. <laughs> what else so you got? No, actually, when when when, when the dude uh, left the job, the, the the guy who succeeded him, I guess, was up on the pole and said, "These people aren't paying for it," and they clicked it off. So, and that's Fucker. when Vince went up on the pole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> It's almost like Wood is here. Vince does love Paul. Yeah, Wood does. You know what else I love? I want. I'm burning to talk about this book. Go ahead. How many among us read Cowboy Ninja Viking number one? Ah, uh, not yet. I no? did. I did. Tom, did you read it? Uh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, Image is on. Pretty a, cool, Tom. Yes, Image is on a streak. It, it's uh, pub- published by. <laughs> no, they're on a. Streaking. They're on a wicked streak. They they can do no wrong with me. And in fact, in our little uh, eleven o'clock comics, what it would call them, the O'Closkers, the uh, O'Closkers, my yes. publisher of the Which year. We should pimp. Go to uh, David. What's the forum? Forum. Podcast. Dot com. Eleven o'clock comics. Dot com. Yeah. And you can vote. You can vote on our our two thousand best of two thousand nine. Yes. Eleven O'Closkers. So well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Vince. No, that my publisher of the year, without question, is Image. Because of Haunt. That's one reason. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. No, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't. Viking and and Cowboy Ninja Viking and Haunt and friggin' um, the the stuff that they're doing with the Jersey anthologies. Gads. And uh, I'm sure the first issue. I hope the first issue of Image United is going to come out before the end of the year, right? Proof. I kill giants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Image, image has a great year every year. So the last couple better than the well. I mean, image is only really ever as good as the people who get who 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 are there. Right. I mean, it's it's uh, so it's whoever's got like a real fire in their belly to do something special. Mm -hmm. Um, But the 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 focus did shift drastically with Eric Larson. They they went from the quote image style books to more risky. Stuff like proof uh, and sea of red. I, I, actually, I I think because they they went from image style to risky with um, Valentino. Valentino. What what the shift was when when Eric came in was they went from risky to profitable. Right. Um, <laughs> like because Eric basically said, okay, we're still going to do all the stuff that you know we should be we should be doing. We're just going to do the stuff that we're fairly certain will actually find an audience as opposed to just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, like, that's what he brought to it. He brought to it more of a kind of, okay, that sounds neat, but is it going to be any good? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, speaking of Valentino, this book is under the Shadowline imprint. So, oh, is it a Shadowline? You betcha. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Wait, where? It's inside front cover, my friend. <laughs> yes. Shadowline production. It is a, wow, it is Shadowline. Shadowline. Shadowline's been doing some off the wall shit, man. Yeah, this he's in town. The Roberts. Um, Shadowline's put out some good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Story by A.J. Lieberman. Art and color by Proofs Riley Rosmo. Oh my God! Lettered by Clayton Cowles and cover design by Dave Casey. And there's a really neat icon placed on the cover. Once I tell you the pitch, you'll understand it. But Don't the, spoil. I won't this spoil book. it. I won't spoil it. I believe me. People, I am people. a professional. And anyway, say what's, la- what's in the last five pages of the book? Right, like right. Tom Fowler's here, so I mean, the spoiler warning is in effect. Don't don't start your don't don't start your review of the book with oh, and they're all in hell. there's an icon on the front cover it's kind of like remember the icon that that they created for transmet the smiley face with the three eyes this Mm -hmm. is kind of reminiscent of that it's a it's the universal symbol of the human being but it has three heads and that'll make sense once you know what the book is about. The, the the central character's name's Duncan. He's a lot of things. He's a dude who suffers from multiple personality disorder. He's described in the text as a hyper-suspicious, highly volatile, emotionally stunted, hyperactive, perpetually sensitive, and moody like a teenager with acne. So in other words, he's David Price. Ah. Uh, um, yes. He's... <laughs> He's also known as a triplet, someone who possesses three separate yet distinct personalities. And you can guess what those personalities right. are. Think Manny faces in Masters of the Universe, only his head doesn't rotate. No. Oh. Cl- you know, Click, he's a cowboy yes. with an overactive libido and a penchant for killing. Click, he's a paranoid, judgmental Viking with a penchant for killing. And Click, he's a cautious and inquisitive ninja. With a penchant for killing. Do you see where this goes? Yeah. Except there's no click, click, click. No, there's no they're click. All, they're all talking at the same time. It's like there are four people in the room. Because Duncan has his own personality as well. So there's really right. like there's there's four of them there is, is how I kind of interpreted it. He's the only successful test subject in Dr. Gislin's Black Ops program to create revolutionary soldiers for the war on terror. Now, this Gislin guy is a pioneer in the field of psychopharmacology. Can you say Terrence McKenna? Uh, but he's like a sle- he's a sleazy combination of Chris, Hugh Hefner, and like James Bond's M. Did you get that opinion? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's um, like uber connected, but he can call on these operatives whenever he wants, like this sexy Ms. Nix. Uh, they're all over the world. He picks up the phone, connects with one of his operatives, and you know they're instantly on the case. And the thing he wants to do is locate this Mr. Duncan, who seemingly has gone rogue. And there's a lot of death and a, a lot of a lot of killing. And uh, w- like Chris said about the personalities, one of the neatest tricks in the book is uh, whenever Duncan speaks, depending on which personality is dominant there's a little iconic treatment attached to yeah. the dialogue balloon like if the ninja is dominant there's a little katana blended into the dialogue and if it's the viking there's a battle axe that's actually part of the dialogue balloon yeah. that's really cool it's and a neat, cowboy, neat way to it's do a, it it's a it's a it's a pistol so right a six right. shooter 
So I I really enjoyed it. Rossmo's art is is the standout for this. It's a great concept. The only my only criticism is I th- I think they tried to get a little too cutesy with the nonlinear storytelling. Oh yeah, because there, there's one part in the book where something very substantial happens, and from that moment on, the go, narrative goes backwards. Yeah, yeah, it goes backwards till it gets to a point, and then it starts going forwards again. And I, I thought that I thought that <laughs> they didn't need to do that. I thought it got a little too cutesy. Oh, I so. thought that was perfect because you have yeah. a character whose mind is chaos, and well, stuff is flipping around. All he does, I mean, he can be any one of four people at any time. Yeah, but so. that, but that, but that had nothing to do with him. That had to do with the actual storytelling around him. And you know, sometimes I think right. people are like, "Oh, look, I'm Quentin Tarantino. I'm so clever." It's yeah, like, but you that, know, the, the, so, sometimes sometimes you can start and then go back. I thought that there were one too many jumps backwards in time. But that that's a small criticism because I love the book. But I thought I thought it did get a little too cutesy with that. So yeah. I just saw it as a reflection of the the mental state of the main character. But that you know, different Well that's, that's fine if it was telling his story, but it wasn't. It was telling but it, it, was it telling, is it was it was it telling is. the story of of Agent Nix and her being assigned to go after him. It the, that wasn't the story about him. But he's still the focus. Um, I don't know what. Uh, yes and no. All right. Well, I, 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 I felt I felt like the the story was really more about the agent going after him. And she's hot. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, she's hot. But Rosmo's art. Oh, good lord! It's it's such a beautiful mess. It's mm-hmm. it's really nice. The I think this Ashley Wood esque art that yeah. he's got going on the 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 marks that are seemingly random all over the page and the the use of of uh i call it letra set but it's it's like a a dot pattern you know that to me reveals as much about the way he's thinking his cognitive process as he's doing this art as it does the narrative because like words in a sentence you see these little marks and they don't really mean all that much as you're going panel to panel, but you take a step back from it and it all blends together. It's, it's awesome. It, I like gritty. I like dirty. I like seemingly haphazard stuff and quote happy accidents. And this book is full of them. I mean, the art is spectacular. Yeah. Like, I think you know, it's, it's got, it's got some serious Ashley Wood influence in this with, with Rosmo. It's great. Mm-hmm. There, there, I mean, you um, could tell who like, did, in, who did, uh, Tank Girl? And, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, McKelvey, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, McKelvey's phonogram. Yeah, it's, you, you a, think it's it, kind of like it's it, it, it's kind of like Hewlett meets Ashley Wood. Yeah, but it's nowhere near, near as clean as as Hewlett. But I, I know what you That's mean. Why yeah, I said meets Ashley Wood. I I think it's it's brilliant, and you could tell if you look at some of the way he just shades it. He's just going in there like a blitzkrieg, just throwing down willy nilly, and I I think it works really well. It's delicious, but it's cool. it's, yeah, it's it three fifty, but it's oversized, like the Viking slash Golden Age format that they've been using. So I think it's worth every penny. It's accented with blue, so it's black and white. It's one color with with blue, uh, you know, accents. It's really sharp, ex- extremely sharp. And and if the last page doesn't make you laugh, then brother, you have no sense of humor. But don't That's, tell us what it is. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know. <laughs> I want to know what Tom's been reading. Yeah. 
I haven't actually been reading much. Um, actually, no. I, I've been. Uh, I, I have a little pile in front of me of 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 because I was expecting this question because I've. Um, it's been a long time since I've actually been able to get to the comic store up until last week. Um, so uh, I'm just going to go through the pile that I have in front of me. I've got New Avengers, uh, Superman: Secret Origins, Fantastic Four, Hercules, Dark Avengers, Green Lantern, Hero Gasm, Boys, Secret Six, Green Lantern Core. Underground, Batman and Robin, Hercules again, Power Girl, Adventure Comics, Rebels, dip, 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 and Guardians of the Galaxy. Look at oh, that. Sounds like, it sounds like Tom listens to the show. <laughs> those, I think those are all 11 o'clock approved. <laughs> no, I, and there's a stack of... Um, wait, you had to, of, wait, you had to go buy Underground? I, lived, I do live on the on the other side of the continent. From I was going to uh, Parker didn't Canada. set you up with a with a with a yeah with a that's BS man I call foul that's, on that yeah that's pretty cold <laughs> Tom I think it is I, don't get me wrong I, Parker's a fucker um, <laughs> but uh, I, I hate him I hate him um, but uh, no I've got a stack of uh, Superman family books upstairs that I'm very slowly working my way through because I'm the, actually the, the Superman family of books or the old dollar Superman no, family no, no, no. books Superman just, I, I call them the Superman family books but yeah the the, the new Superman oh okay Superman okay mansion. I'm well actually I'm I, I'm actually very seriously considering just dumping all of them except for Krypton because uh, they really do they're starting well they started a while ago at least for me this is my opinion but he's very much started to feel a little bit like filler that, you know, Jeff Johns created a storyline and then walked away from it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like he is like, okay, here's where they need to get to by February Mm. and then walked away to do all the green lantern stuff. And it just feels like it's on autopilot. So like you read three issues of whichever book and you're like, okay, I think I got almost a story there, you know, um, except for Krypton, which is constantly, I'm really loving it. I'm loving what Pete's doing. Good. Um, it's just it's it's, it's just a, it's it's a really solid book, but I'm not I'm not feeling the other books the same way, you know. Yeah, and, I, I can. Uh, I, I as I, I said, them. as a professional I, cartoonist, I can't afford to buy comic books, so uh, <laughs> I, I think that's energy I could be spending in in other places. You know? Yeah, so. you got to be judicious about it. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, uh, Supergirl. It's the first time I've I've ever really enjoyed the character, <clears throat> so I've been liking that, and and I and I like what uh, what Greg's been doing with the Nightwing and Flameberg characters, and I like what James Robinson is doing with Monel. So I think it's some it's it's it is the, the Superman family, but I can yeah, totally I see. Not, I, where I you, I can see where you feel that way. Yeah, I'm just I'm because I'm reading them and I'm like nothing's actually happening. You know, like every every issue, every individual issue of every individual, somebody says something. Somebody says there's one line in it that's like, and this thrusts the the plot forward. But that's it. That's all. I mean, they exist for that one line to you know knock that next domino. But in the meantime, I'm just bored shitless. Yeah, um, I bet. I, I, I think on, you know? I think Supergirl has probably done the best job of kind of telling her story in this. And yeah, it, it has, but at the same time, it's like okay, I get it because a lot of these stories, like the one where she was picking which which case she was going to be a part of, like that's really yeah. interesting for an eight page story. Yeah, but it it just it, you know it, it just went on. 
you know, and you're like, okay, I, and, and, and from almost the first minute, you knew exactly what she was going to do. So it's that kind of thing. You know, like it, it really, like I said, it, it, it feels like it's, and I'm, 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 I'm slashing my own throat here by, by, by criticizing other people's work, but it, it really does, I, th- I think all the people who are involved with these titles are capable of doing a lot more, and I don't know if it's just they've been given uh, a story to follow, so they're just following it. Well, do you, not, do you think it's the trapping thing it on their own? You know, well, you you had said a little bit earlier ago. It's like, okay, we need to be here by February. Do you think yeah. that that sometimes it, it's it's not even a matter of, of follow the story? It's you have to. This is the story that you need to tell, and you have to tell it within this time frame. Which oh, well, yeah, I, the thing, yeah, but that's yeah. the thing, though. They could be telling the story they're telling right now and telling, like, half a dozen others at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's... You know? it's and it, cause, I cause think that's the to get us so. To get us from point A to point B, in at least with the Superman titles, you know, that's that's fair enough. There really isn't a lot going on. Like, they're, they're kind of, at least for me, there, there really isn't a lot... And there could be a lot more going on, and and getting from point A to point B could be the subtext. Yeah, to you know, I, other I think things happening. You know, I, th- I think how it kind of started. Well, I think they're somewhere in Act Two right now. That yeah. it, 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 and this is, and you mentioned Jeff Johns. This is a Jeff Johns thing. This has happened oh, totally with with, yeah. with him before, and it's it, it happened with Sinestro Core War. It's happening. Oh, it's God. just kind of starting to come out of it with Blackest Night. But there's a point in Act Two where it's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> we've been we've been circling well, the, the airport for a yeah. little while here. It's time well, to go, and I think that's where they are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found with uh, with the Sinestro Core stuff. I mean, at the very least, he was writing those. You know what I mean? Like he was. He was actually writing it so that he could, he, and he would kind of diverge from that central Sinestro. It's like, oh, good, look, Mongol's got another ring. Like, he would diverge from that <laughs> and tell other interesting stories and then come back to that. And that's, I, honestly, I'm kind of wishing that would happen. I'm kind of wishing that some big, I, I, I want Godzilla to, to hit Metropolis and everybody have to go and deal with that. You know, like, put aside whatever, deal with that, deal with the ramifications of that, then come back and go, oh, yeah, we, we still have to do all this crap, you know? It, it just huh? it, it, it just feels like autopilot. And it, you know, it, it might happen. I don't, know, I don't know if they're going to tie Blackest Night into it or, yeah. you know, there's that whole thing with the, with the Daxamites, which that is going to be an issue at some point with the Kryptonians. So, and yeah. I was just reading something the other day. I can't remember what the heck it was, but it talked about the, oh, it was uh, uh, Secret Order. <laughs> The uh, Superman Sorry. Secret Origins number two, which is fantastic, but yeah. uh, the the Legionnaires are, are saying, "Oh well, we can't tell him about this and that." And they mention oh, a lot yeah, of things yeah, that yeah, yeah. Like, It's like, "Oh, we can't we can't tell him about the Earth, you know, new Krypton war." So, I mean, yeah. shit, shit, shit is going to happen. Oh, there was another there was another allusion to something too. Hang on a second, where was it? I was like it was I said, it's issue. on the pile right in front of me. So <laughs> that was a great issue, by the way. It was very good. I have a question while Tom's waiting, looking for that. Um, it's, to to it's a blackest night question, and uh-huh. like you know, I'm not reading it, but I, I do look through the books as they come out. And explain this to me. Okay. There, there was a black lantern. I don't know who it was confronting a member of the forces of light. Don't remember who it was, and and the black lantern was saying. Don't worry about narrowing it down for me, Vince. No, I, I don't know. No, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It just it, it was it was what the black lantern was saying. Okay. They were saying something about their power levels. 
Uh-huh. Like like power levels, like say eighty so, whatever. Eighty five point four percent. Yeah. Are uh-huh. they are they saying that out loud or are it? I didn't recall if I it was. Um, I think their rings are saying that. Yeah, and I don't know if the rings are saying it out loud or if the rings are saying Just it. Willing to it to the, the people. To, to, yeah, oh, to okay. Because yeah, I, uh, I was going to say, like, talk about being strategically retarded to <laughs> to to announce to your opponent. Like what your power level is, but I, I, I mean, think, if it's a subliminal but, thing between the ring and the the lantern, that makes sense. Well, I, I think, think the fact the that they uh, they they killed like seventeen people when their rings were at power level zero point zero one yeah. in the first issue, uh, you know, strategy's out the window at that point. It's like, <laughs> well, well, know, at zero point zero one, I, I I fucked you up pretty good. So at uh, at uh, at eighty five percent, you're not getting up. Well, that was that's the scary thing is that you know that those first those first two murders, which were uh, you know Carter and and Chiara, it was yeah. uh, you know point zero one and point zero two percent, and now I mean it's like think about how many people they've killed as we're like four issues in now. But uh, but Vince, uh, and this is not not big spoil, and they uh, they just hit one hundred percent on their on their power levels and and shit is going down. You just wake me up when the mass resurrection's over. Uh, <laughs> I thought you liked zombies. I do. Yeah. yeah. But only Marvel zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like super zombies. Mm. No. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, it's, it's now, the man. death of Lex nah. Luthor is the other thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you the know. The resurrection of Doomsday, which I presume has already happened, and the, dex, uh, the death of Lex Luthor. What was that about Doomsday? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. The resurrection, ah. which I think happened already. Now, see, yeah. that or, is the point of interest. Yeah, I, think I don't actually about remember. I, 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 I may be confusing it with the cartoon, honestly. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I checked that. I, the last really best uh, issue of, uh, of Superman that I remember reading and absolutely adoring um, was the, um, it was like, it, it, was, it was triangle number three. Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, but it was the crypto issue, where it was all from crypto's point of view. Oh, is that the James Robinson one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was James yeah, Robinson, yeah, yeah. and it had a, uh, it, was, it had that amazing artist that doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> and um, I thought you were uh, gonna whip out something from like 15 years ago. That was like oh, earlier no, no, this year. No, no, I mean of the current. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about the current run. I can whip something out from 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 20, 25 years ago if you want. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think James has got a great grasp of of Superman. I was a little about that time. I was like, "What is he doing?" And now it's kind of coming into focus with the whole Atlas character and, and all that. But well, uh, is, you know, again, I think he can do more. Like, I'd mm-hmm. like to see more out of. I'd like to see a lot of these guys just do more. I want to see like they, they're all capable writers, but I'm not seeing that right now. I'm seeing them kind of. I'm seeing them kind of 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 of, of uh, push a stamp, you know. Like I, I, I want, you know, what I mean, like they're just kind of they're checking in and checking out. What's your What's your favorite James Robinson work? Oh, um, Golden Age. Okay. Um, Golden Age, and he did a oh Golden Age and Vigilante were my two mm-hmm. absolute favorites that he did, and he did uh, Legends of the Dark Knight story years ago called 
I think it was called Sabres. Yeah. But Batman, Batman um, confronting somebody who was dressing up like Zorro and killing people. Oh, wow. I think that's that, what it was about. That sounds uh, cool. Yeah. I never did read the series that he did with Paul Smith. The, that's uh, Golden uh, Age. Uh, uh, Golden uh, Age? W- w- no, 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 no. The, the oh, oh, Leave a Chance. Oh, Leave a Chance. Yeah, but that's up there, too. That's a great book. Yeah, I have I've never read that. I've heard great stuff about it. Right. But, but he never finished it. Yeah, I think the... Uh, I, I think ultimately it came down to um, do we finish this or do we feed our families? Yeah, do we? <laughs> oh, food's overrated. Yeah, yeah. Skinny family, <laughs> skinny, skinny family. But uh, no, I, 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 I'm still still reading the uh, the Starman Omnibuy as they come out, and I absolutely love them as they as they come out. They've yeah, been, I like Starman a lot, but even then, I, I, and it's not because of any reduction of quality or anything like that, but I think I got tired of it at some point. I can't remember where I stopped reading it, but it was certainly before the end. Um, I think it was, it was, it was after Tony left the book. Um, I wanted Snayberg. Yeah, and it wasn't because of Snayberg, because I love Snayberg. I love his work. Um, it was just, it, it, it was the point at which some, somebody was going off into space, and then somebody else was going off and doing something else, and there was some weird fracture and i was like okay well this is my door you know <laughs> i'm walking through it yeah like well, you guys are doing fine you go travel i'll see you later yeah it's all, i do that even with good series it's uh i picked up the new um what was it the the cinderella i only get the full title it's cinderella from fable town with love it's a new uh mini series um out of out of uh fables and I, I stopped reading fables about over a year ago. Oh, oh for not shame. For shame. It was not here, man. And not because it wasn't good. It's just I got behind and I got distracted. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll catch up with it at some point. Yeah. And well, that's, I mean, that's, that's I what I always did. I mean, I uh, as soon as I was off the DC comp list, because that's when I started reading fables, uh, was when I was on the DC comp list. And, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I went back and I bought like the first Tower of Many Trades. And since I've been off of it, um, all of the Vertigo books that I read, I basically just read and trade. So I have mm-hmm. like a big chunk of, you know, the, the, the first few issues of DMZ and the first few issues of Scalped and the first, you know, the middle section of, 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 of fables or, you know, wherever the hell else. And, um, everything else I've just picked up in trade. So, you know, I'm, I'm behind on a lot of these things because, I mean, I'm way behind on scalp because I don't think I've picked up any of the trades. I, I have every intention to, Jason. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just, yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, a lot of the time too is whenever I go to New York and, and visit DC offices, uh, editors get all, all the books for free. And so you'll see these huge stacks of like trades and hardcovers and things like that in their offices that essentially just serve to be given away to people who come through the office. So every time I'm there, I come back with like half a dozen books. Nice. I came back, uh, yeah, I came up back with a hundred percent, uh, hardcover. Oh, that's great. Mm. Which is awesome. And the thing is too, it's like a lot of the time, there are a lot of books that the guys don't want to part with, which drives me nuts. Cause you go in and you're like, can I take this? And like, no, you can't take anything for that pile. That's my pile. <laughs> well, I, I recently caught up with a series that I held off on reading forever. And if you want, you could say, Vince, you're a dumbass. If you want to say it, go ahead, David. No, no, so, I'm waiting to say what the what the book is. It it was one of those things that the word of mouth was really, really good, but That's because be, because of the writer who is <laughs> who usually hits the mark, depending on, in my opinion, depending on what he's working on, it's powers. 
I resisted reading Powers forever. Uh, uh, yeah. That's and, I'm, I'm the same way. I haven't read Powers in, uh, I think I've read the first trade. I haven't read any of it. In, well, I, I haven't read any of it. And because of the new series, which is starting next week, I think the first issue comes out, I ordered it and I said, well, I better get caught up on Powers because th- the buzz is good and it's fantastic. It's his, it's his best work, man. But it, it just boggles my mind how I have two volumes. I think there's three. How they could release a book called The Definitive Powers and it's mm-hmm. riddled, just riddled with punctuation errors and misspellings. <laughs> And and just like bad grammar choices in the in the second volume, there's this court transcript of uh, a superhero called the the shark was was being held for the murder of another villain blah 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 and uh, it's a text piece and it's the transcript of the, the the court proceedings and it's broken up into chunks the first page of the second part the page is missing and it's it reprints. The first page of the first part. Like, how does that make it past not only the original issue, the collected edition, the collected, and then, in, yeah. then into a definitive edition? It, it's it's nuts. Uh, um, I, I hate to break your heart, Vince, but that happens all the time. It's, but, uh, <laughs> it, it's because it's because um, either people aren't paying. Well, well, frankly, it's just because people aren't paying attention. Um, but it happens but, unless you have like one person who's really like like being a total pain in the ass to make sure everything is perfect oh, so you're saying I should um, be then you you run into those problems oh, it, well, it, it the, costs money to fix that stuff and nobody wants to you know you, you really have to push to get that stuff fixed a lot of the time i want the mistakes as they were originally presented <laughs> in the original comics is it ever a case where like some new editor is just too scared or doesn't want to bother with the artist's and 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 uh, ask the writer to change anything. A lot of time, um, well, collections are usually done by a different editor, right? Like there's, most companies have like a collections department. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that right, and Jen Grunwald and from Marvel. Yeah, and and a lot of the people who are actually doing the work are kind of junior, um, junior assistant editors, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some some better than others, and a lot of the time, yeah, a lot of the time it's 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 a question of like, uh, you know, I'm I'm Jimmy Jimmy Malone, first day on the job. <laughs> Do I really want to make waves? You know, okay. like, should I should I call? I don't can, can I can I call Bendis on this? Should I should I do that? And either they take that to the senior editor and they say yes or no because there's you know there's a lot of you know, comic comic publishers like any other business there's, there's a lot of just stupid bullshit office bullshit uh, yeah. that takes place and you know there are good offices and bad offices and and people not really communicating and this that and the other thing and so wait it sounds like a workplace <laughs> and uh, it's work fa- it's a workplace run by fans um, and and as a result. Um, Unless you've got like one, unless you've got somebody who's involved with the original creation, or just some super crazy mega fan with with giant brass balls who's in charge of the collection, stuff gets missed. Uh, and even if you catch it all, like you, you know, uh, occasionally it, you run into kind of a budget or a time thing when they're like, "Well, we tried to fix it, but we just ran out of time, and we had to prioritize." You know. Yeah. Well, um, you know, that shit happens. In, in yeah. that case, don't charge thirty bucks for it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? If, if well, you're calling that, that price point put on there from the beginning. Like right, but if if, if, if you're going to call something a definitive edition and charge thirty bucks for it, I I don't know. It, it, and a lot of it is just personal opinion because a lot of the conventions from the Bronze Age they pulled over like they use two dashes for an ellipsis. Or they'll, they'll do multiple exclamation points, multiple question marks, or a combination of both at, oh, well, at the end of a sentence. Not. I mean, that's okay. That didn't bother me. Uh, but w- it, during one of the sections, the, the character says, yeah, this person's all holed up in a, in a hotel room, and it's H-O-L-D. And they, they don't say it once. It's like four different times, hold up, H-O-L-D. Like, come on. Bendis, you're a writer. Let's get this shit. It's niggly in a, in a way, but it, it's not. I mean, they, they well, are I mean, professionals. That happens in regular publishing all the time too. Because I'm actually I'm reading. Um, what the fuck am I reading right now? I'm reading Carter versus uh, Beats the Devil um, nice. right now, and in like page five of the edition that I have, there is the most egregious spelling mistake I have ever found. There, is, I can't remember what the word is, but there's a three in it. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> So, like, and, and the thing is, like, that, you know, you look at all the Tolkien stuff that, that, you know, he spent, you know, he spent the first 20 years of his career writing all of it, and then he spent the last 60 years of his career copy editing it repeatedly over and over again yeah. for all the little things that people took in and took out or put in or put out or, 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 or just didn't think to do or he forgot to do. or yeah. It just happens. And then <laughs> like, the, the, there's a lot of... You just have to roll with it. As long right. as everybody stays the right color. <laughs> okay, so now let's let's t- step away from the act- the actual art, uh, the actual comics. There are text pieces in there, like there's an interview with Oming. There are text pieces about Bendis talking about the process, and there are parts of sentences where say the 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 word the. And then the next word that follows it, the E from the the, there's a space between the TH and the E, and the E is connected to the next word. Like, that happens throughout the book. It's just mm. stuff like that just drives me crazy. Oh, but yeah, well, those are probably actual transcripts from, uh, from like, um, interviews. Because yeah. I, I, have, I haven't read a Newsarama article in about three years that doesn't have typos in it. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is you got to remember, Vince, I mean, for stuff like that, if you want that stuff to get caught, then... You, the company, because it's coming out through Marvel, right? Icon, yeah, but it's Marvel. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Marvel. Um, it basically means that Marvel has to take someone, doesn't matter, junior, senior, whatever, editor, sit them down and have them read the entire thing um, to, ca- to oh, catch Oh, before they that. publish now, it? Hell no, you wouldn't want to do that. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. It's like you got to pay for that. You know, and if this is already if if it's already made it through X amount of copy editors, what the ma- the thing, mouse can't afford an editor? Come on, <laughs> the mouse deal hasn't gone through yet. No, I know, I know. I'm just giving you shit. You know, it's um, uh, Marvel is a, a frugal company, um, as are many companies, and it's a question of okay, we've gone through how many editions of this material? Has anybody said boo yet? No, what? like I mean, if there's no red flags, then they're not gonna. Except know. for Chris at the Collected Comic Library, maybe people aren't talking. There's another thing Bendis does. I want see. I'm trying what I'm what I'm getting at with all these little criticisms is, despite all the problems with the text, and and to be quite honest with you, if I didn't wasn't aware of the word of mouth of this series and Oming's prodigious skills, I mean that guy is really talented. I would have never made it through the first issue, never in a million years, because Bendis does this 
thing where he he's trying to make the speech patterns of his characters as realistic as possible. And right. let's be honest, in real life, people repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. Like he he does this thing where the beginning of a sentence will be like, <laughs> "Well, I wa- well I was," and then there's a dash, and then it says, "Well, I was again." Like they, like Chris does that a lot. I do it. You know I that. do it all the time. Yeah, he, they, they were for good reading. <laughs> the first couple of times, yes, but the first issue is just like everybody repeats things over and over and over, and as the series progresses, it kind of evaporates, which is a really good thing, because. The more you're aware of the writer, the less of a successful reading experience it is for me. Oh, yeah, that was the thing that drove me crazy about um, Mighty Avengers when it first started up, Mm -hmm. and he brought back in all the the thought bubbles, so everybody would say something in the same, same, like, with a little cloud next to it, say, like, but I really think this, I love you, Tony, and blah, 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 blah. And I think, you know, and it was, it was, oh, God, it was frustrating, like, I just I was screaming at the I was looking at it, just screaming at the page going I don't need to know I yeah, don't see, care and that pulled that that, that brought you back to the to the here and now and I think the writer <clears throat> should should be working his little sleight of hand uh, off stage like I I I was aware of Bendis you know his cute little bald head bobbing as he plunks away at the keyboard I don't want to see Bendis and as the series goes on you don't you're not aware of Bendis <clears throat> because. For a book where, I mean, there's no narration in Powers. There's no captions or text boxes. It's all driven by the dialogue. And so your dialogue has got to be pretty damn tight to, to do that. And, and it is. It's, it, there's a part well, I mean, it, in, the, in the first it, where it just, it's snappy. It glistens. It's real, real people talking in real situations. And that's well, I, yeah, I where he like won me over. The side of that is, is, is Bendis um, getting comfortable enough with the characters to... Right. To, to, to lose those affectations that, that he, he puts like he I find I find this because I love I, I love Brian and I love his writing and I I, uh, I find a lot of the time when he starts on like the first X pages X amount of pages on whatever book that he does um, there there's a lot of kind of affectation that's in the writing that much of that just bleeds away as he goes because he gets more comfortable as he goes and he gets more mm-hmm. confident you can actually um, feel that in this book. Yeah. You know, I think conceptually Powers is such a strong book anyway. It's it's um, oh. it, it, it's just it's a great concept and and it, it was it's it's his it's his perfect book. It, it is right. whenever I want to read Bendis, I want to read Powers. I don't want to read New Avengers because I think that that's kind of a, a, a I, I think Powers is just a much stronger work. It's right. it's more it's more him and uh, Omen Omen's art Omen's art is fantastic in it. I'm not saying it's on the same level, but it's akin. This partnership is, is akin to a, a Lee Kirby. These guys work so well together; it's almost seamless, really. And it's almost like there's there's this entity called Bendis Oming. It's 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 <laughs> part part Bendis, part Oming, but they combined to to make this creative powerhouse that uh, once i pushed past that first issue oh man i was spellbound powers i just i just i just wish it would come out more than twice a year well it's monthly now with the news no it's planned to be monthly if it's monthly if they they run 12 if they run 12 issues 12 months in a row i will i will eat a hat okay not a gummy hat has to be a real hat how recently has it moved to Icon? Um, it's been uh, uh, since four years, five years. Ago. No, <laughs> I 
long? No, no. Oh, David, it's uppity. No. It's four, four years ago. It's how anyway. long has Criminal been around? Um, um, criminal started, if not three at the years. same time, shortly after. Three years? Because um, Criminal kicked off the Icon line along with Power, so. No, 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 no. Um, criminal came a, a long time after after Powers did. Pa- Powers has been there yeah, for but a you're thinking. You're thinking the original Image series. No, I'm they, thinking the Icon series has been there for like four years. I think, I don't know. I think that's a little too long, but I don't really know because, like I said, I wasn't reading it. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, really... what I'm getting at, though, is, is that um, Mike Oming can, can draw a book in a week. Um, and uh, uh, if he's got the other things that he's been doing on the side off of his plate or has planned to, and they're... Um, they've got the distribution through Icon to do this that Marvel gives them, i.e. a bunch of people who will buy anything that has Marvel on it. It means that they can afford to put out uh, uh, 12 issues in a year of what would otherwise be an indie book. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, yeah. it's coming out through, it's in the Marvel catalog, which is how Criminal is able to sustain itself. As, 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 and again, you know, I haven't read Criminal. I, I fully intend to, um, but I just haven't had a chance to. But uh, I think I, I think the guys that produce Criminal would probably admit to the fact that if Criminal was an image book, it probably wouldn't sell as well. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, um, you know, and, honestly, and, and the even, fact even... that it's coming, yeah, the fact that it's coming out through the distribution uh, system created, a, you know, set up by Marvel means that they've they've easily quadrupled whatever sales they would have been getting on the book. You know, and uh, even even with Powers coming out through Icon, I know it's not a huge seller for them that is just the total you know selfish part of me that's like i love to see powers come out every month regardless of who it comes out for with it's still a creator-owned book yep. which means a huge seller as a creator-owned book is a significantly you know you, your, your margins because so much more of that book is coming back to you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you can sell ten thousand copies of a creator-owned book and it be relatively speaking as successful or as lucrative to you as selling seventy-five thousand copies of a mainstream book the fact that the icon book are set up through marvel even though they're still creator-owned books means that even though they're selling maybe only sixty thousand copies means the world <laughs> to the people creating them because that's like i said it's significantly more money and 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 work than they would be receiving in terms of you know if it were an image book Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that's that's what I'm getting at. It's like that's what's going to sustain uh, twelve, you know, twelve issues in twelve months of 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 uh, of powers through Icon. If that's what they're saying they're going to do, I have a feeling they're probably going to be able to pull that off. Well, here, here's uh, and the, here's an interest. what they've been doing with Criminal. An interesting, and this is just all speculation. Um, but oh yeah, you, I'm completely talking on my ass. So oh I, yeah, and and you and you were and you. But you you've done work with with Disney. Do you think that once all the stuff with Marvel and Disney goes through, that Marvel will continue to have an icon line? I don't know. I'm kind of I've kind of towed the wood line on this. Um, that if if I'm a multi billion dollar company that's the number one licensor of product in the world, and I decide I want to pay four billion dollars for the number four or five uh, licensor of 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 you know whatever uh, in the world, obviously there's something there that I like. Uh, obviously, there's something there that I was willing to spend that kind of crazy money for, and I'm not likely to kind of come in and dictate terms 
you know, I, I think, uh, I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm honestly of the belief that, that what the, the merger, the, the buyout of, of Marvel means is that Marvel editors uh, uh, don't won't have to buy their own paper clips anymore. Yeah. Um, I think that, honestly, I think that's all it means. I, I think you're going to see Marvel products in a lot more places. There might be um, a certain amount more pressure to clean up the mainstream Marvel titles, but I don't think that's going to mean doing away with Max. I don't think that means doing away with Icon, because, frankly, Max and Icon aren't going to make it into Walmart anyway. Mm. You know? Um, yeah. I think I think you're going to see a certain all agesness return to those core characters, but maybe you won't. You know, maybe you'll see a PG-13 of all of it, but it's already it's already all PG-13. And I'll, I, and I'll point this out too: is that the the book that I was working on for Disney um, was a uh, the the Prince of Persia graphic novel. Oh, cool! For the video game. Yeah, and. Um, uh, for the for the movie, I think it's coming out in April or something like that. Um, but the uh, that's the worst plug ever. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not getting any royalties. So I don't care. When I asked uh, uh, Nachi, my editor, uh, okay, so what are we, you know, what, what are we doing with this? Uh, like, uh, how, you know, is this going to be like totally clean, whatever? And he's like, no, 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 no. This is, you know, think about Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, it it, it can be a, as lewd as that. You know, um, so that's that's your PG thirteen, and honestly, if that's a level that Disney Disney is looking at in terms of its popular product, and and that would include Marvel, then they're fine because there's nothing. There really isn't a lot that's in a, you know your typical non Max non Icon uh, Marvel book that in terms of content uh, that you're not going to see in Pirates. You know, mm-hmm. right. I'm not, I'm not too, too worried. They'd have to actually hire me for me to be worried. <laughs> I have nothing invested in Marvel, and they have nothing invested in me. So, Well, just to wrap up the powers talk, and then we can, can move on. And the thing about the series is because Bendis's crafting of these characters is so damn vivid, and to be honest, it's, it's not because of, of what he's telling you because there's no uh, omnipotent narrator in this thing it's all dialogues he's showing you these characters through their speech and what they do and how they react and 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 they're so believable which gives oming and bendis the opportunity to do these little tricks that would mean nothing if these characters weren't so real like there's a section in the second volume where a character connected to walker i don't i won't spoil it for those who haven't read it they they something happens to them and there's this little graphic treatment just a couple of lines in one panel and it disappears in the next panel and you see the reaction on walker's face when that happens that it's it's unbelievably emotional and you can't get away with that which you're just cookie cutter characters who are just a template of every character of that type that came before these walker and and pilgrim are real that's what really impressed me about this book that uh, holy crap i know these people i i know that if if someone poses a question this is how they're going to react and and it's it's an amazing it's an amazing work it really is and i'm I want to punch myself in the sack because I took so long to read it. You know, I could have been digging on this for years and years, but I, I just came around to it recently and holy mackerel. Seeing the editing gaps right from the beginning. No, it, it well, and you know, I, I don't, I'm not usually one to overlook shit, but 
by the fourth issue, I, I was oblivious to the fact. Yeah. It, he just no, won, won me over. That's his Yeah, stuff. I had it blows the, me uh, away. It's that, uh, it's that uh, Omen draws all that stuff with like sharpies on uh, copy paper. And and the, another thing about Omen that he can draw the mundane really well, and it, it doesn't look mundane in his hands. But then there are these just eruptions of the most horrible violence that you could ever conceive. And it looks really stark and out of place in this, quote, cartoon universe. Like, there are people exploded with their guts hanging all over the place. Oh, and yeah. it's just, yeah. but there's a beauty to it, which is kind of weird when you're thinking about yeah. somebody's guts being sprayed all over a double page oh, spread. Oh, it, it, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon that's gone horribly, horribly Yeah, wrong. and you look at the line, and the line is gorgeous, and he's got the thicks and thins working, and the straights and the curve. The man is a really good. That's what you can do with the Sharpie fine point marker, my friend. Uh, well, God bless him if that's what he uses. <laughs> I think he's using a Bic pen, too. Well, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. He's pulling it off. It's great, great stuff. That's Sexy. You, I think you're right, Ty. I think he does use use big pens. That's uh. Yeah, I, I saw some of his originals years ago, and I I couldn't. I wasn't sure if I was remembering that correctly. Yeah. And we, we have meta text in this too, no. which is which is really odd. Yeah. Well, there's the obvious. The streets are named out of com- after comic book creators. Sure. But Warren Ellis makes an appearance. Yeah. I've heard that, yes. There, there's a section where somebody teleports into and out of the scene, and the dude is created in a 3D three CGI program. So you have Dina and, and, and Walker drawn in the oming, quote, cartoony style, and you have this 3D guy looking like, where the hell am I? And then he just leaves, and they make nothing else about it. It was like, oh, well. So it's almost like that's how this Powers universe looks. It's actually a universe of cartoon-styled characters. It's nuts. And there's there's a lot more meta in it, but I won't go into it. I just want people read this. This is so... If you haven't read Powers, holy crap, go out and get it and read it. Very cool. Yeah, David, David, you would eat it up. I know you would. I have the... Uh, actually, I have to give it back to the man because it's a first printing, but I have uh, Pat Loika letting me his... Uh, his first trade, first printing signed by the entire creative team. Whoa! So it's I don't go near it too often to read. I'm, I'm going to get my own copy just to read it. And uh, and but I know I know he's a huge. Well, aside from him being a Bendis fan, he's a huge fan of Powers. But uh, he he's been pushing me to read it yeah, for a while. You must. So. You must. Hyper hyper violent. The language is at, like you would hear in a in a homicide office. It's. Wow. Yes. It's very strong language. There's nudity in it. Ooh. Boobies and, and cooter and everything. It's, um, and so you, <laughs> and, and it's not, no, no, but it's nuts because it's a cartoon universe and it's crazy. But when you see the boobies, it's like, oh man, you draw hot women. Look at that. Oh. You know? There we go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Vince, would you uh, like me to just draw like a a, 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 a full size woman on some butcher paper and just mail it to you? No, nah, I get paper cuts. That's just, no. <laughs> well, he'll put the whole wall on. Well, come on, I I do appreciate beautiful art, and I, there's nothing more beautiful than the the female form when done well. Especially if that female form is named Sue Storm. Yep, hooray for boobies! <laughs> Especially if they have a four right in the middle of them. Yeah, right there, right in the middle. This is uh, Raph, a.k.a. Racemaker. I've done it. I've got it, Vince. I told New Mutant yesterday, Alan. Uh, I told him yesterday. You are the Peppy Mac Daddy. Yes, you are. Vince, 
Vince, accept that. That is what you are. I will come up with one for Neesman and Wood. Actually, Wood is going to know, I think. But, uh, oh, God, they're coming for me. Oh, God, oh, God. No, 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 no. i got to tell you guys. i got to no! Hey, 11 o'clock com comicers. Uh, this is, of course, Raph, Wraith Maker on the forums. I just thought I'd give you, uh, I just finished reading Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, man, that is rough. Um, let, let me, I won't spoil anything, but, uh, okay, minor spoiler, a lot of, a lot of bad stuff happens to some of the Guardians, and I'm kind of sad. Um, I love, I loved every, oh, man, I can't, I can't think about it. Um, yeah, uh, aside from that, um, I just heard, I'm listening to the current episode, you got, uh, you guys talked about Punisher the List not that long ago, definitely pick that up, that book was awesome, oh my god. That Remender is totally great, and Ramita Jr. is obviously one of the best artists today. So, I mean, what can I else? Well, oh, God. I thought I had more time. Okay, Vince, listen. Listen very carefully. Code 14 Alpha Beta Echo. Do you hear me? 14 Alpha Beta Echo. You have to do this. You're the only person left. They're going to. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so so we have a. I think we have a little bit more time. Do we? Yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit more. I wanted to talk about Hulk, but we can do that next week because Chris is probably marvelled out. I was gonna. No, no, no. It's you know. It's I, I've been wanting bullpen bulletins to get to get back and. and <laughs> the end. Wait, wait. I thought David had something he wanted to talk about. Oh, he did. <laughs> did he? What was that? Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go, David. So, so, so the next few minutes, everybody can blame Tom. This is where I put the outro. Go ahead, David. Tom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is where Chris goes, takes break, and or yawns. Uh, yeah. The uh, or I'm you, already <laughs> taking my break, so you go right Yes, ahead. you have. You have. Yeah. You really are filling in for wood tonight. There is a comic book I'm I'm really enjoying on the iPhone. Wow. And it's it's free. And, that thing and changed your life, didn't it? The iPhone itself, yeah, it really did. No, really, I'm being totally serious. No, you love right. that thing. That's I do. It's um, it's there's there's a few. Well, all right. As of last week, there's a big announcement that uh, that Marvel has uh, signed a deal with uh, three coming going on to four, three of the comic reader apps on the iPhone. There's Panel Fly. There's Comics. By Comixology, and uh, and there's Iverse, and then I think there's one more like scrolling motion, something like that. Anyway, you they they all um they all have a few of the same books, but one app might have Iron Man, one might have Civil War, one might have some old Lee Ditko Spidey stories. Um, but I'm not going to talk about those. There's there's one comic in particular. It's an eight page comic. Uh, as of well, this week because they skipped a week. As of last week, it's bi-weekly now. There's only there's three issues out so far. It's called Box 13, and it's based on an old uh, radio serial. Okay. And, Who's and the publisher of that? The publisher is actually Comixology. They, it's, it's their first digital comic available through their app on the iPhone. And, as, and I found out this evening by the writer, David Gallagher, it is going to be available through the Comixology wow. website. So you'll be able to read the issues every other week. So right now, the first issue is available on their website. We'll put the links in the show notes. So you can read the first issue, the first eight pages. And then so next week, I think when issue... Deal? It's, it's completely free. 
Because it's wow. it's yeah it's 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 a free comic through the app on the iPhone. It'll be free to read online. Uh, next week, the fourth issue will come out for the iPhone. I guess the week after that, the second issue will come out on the website. All free. Uh, all free. That's crazy. It's it's beautiful. Steve Ellis is the artist. They uh, they actually Gallagher and Ellis work together and do the High Moon web comic through Zuda. Oh, real? I know those yes. guys. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they are actually also going to be, I want to say it's called Winter Guard, but they will be doing a Marvel, I think one shot in December. Um, so, uh, this, the, the three issues I read so far, um, it looks beautiful. The, uh, the art is fantastic. We follow, um, is this in the style of High, High Moon? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It, it's it's uh, but it's it's um, more like it, it not as colorful. It's uh, it's mostly two tone. It's kind of like these uh, these greenish bluish tones. Uh, Got a kind of kind of Nathan Fox vibe to it. I want to say, yeah. but I yeah, I don't want anybody to to say I was wrong. So it's 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 uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna, you're gonna get that no matter what you That's do. That's true. So. Yeah, well, especially me. But it's but but the color red shows up uh every so often whether it's it's on someone's lips or nails or cool. whenever or whenever Dan Holiday comes across one of uh one of the boxes that it's it's just kind of like so, another series we know of that used red to highlight certain scenes what are you talking about I'm talking about Grendel black white and red <laughs> yes <laughs> um by Matt Wagner the, the third <laughs> And, and, and Tom has played a part yeah, in that. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, the third issue I think is where it finally starts to kick off. We, we meet Dan because he's, uh, he's talking about one of his, uh, one of his books. He, he's doing a speaking engagement to promote his books. He, um, he, he's mostly an investigative author dealing, I guess, with, with, with fiction. This one seems to be, um, actually, no, no, sorry, dealing with nonfiction. He, he, there's a book out now, um, that uh some people are interested in as and and there's a woman who he meets her name is Olivia and I'm trying to find out where she plays into things because um at the book signing a box is given to him and the box has a number 1 on it and it says uh, you know love susie and he opens it up and next thing you know he's tied down on a gurney with wires sticking out of his head and these weird surgeon looking dudes and their goggles the lenses are red um they're looking down on him. The entire second issue deals with him in this institution. And while he's in there, he opens up the second box and, um, he escapes from the hospital, is in New York, ch- goes back to the hotel where he was staying. They say that he, he checked out a month ago. And, but, but by the way, this was, this was left for you. And here's the third box. So, he he runs out of the hotel and and uh people are chasing him he makes it down to a subway platform he makes a phone call but while he's making a phone call he's being watched and that's the end of the third chapter so i'm dying to find out where it goes from here but it's it moves quick like i said it's only eight pages the art is jam-packed even it's it's there's there's four five six panels on a page it's you can even actually the first is you can even read full screen on on your computer so you don't even have to like look through the little window 
that comicsology provides. I mean, it, 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 and then you could really blow up Ellis's art. But this is, uh, I definitely recommend it. Even if you, I can now say, even if you do not have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, you can now read this comic. I recommend it. It's That's cool uh, because, like, most of us don't have the money, you know, to be blowing on iPhones. You must have like six of them now. You have a utility <laughs> belt. He's got a utility <laughs> belt with like six different <laughs> iPhones on. on your phone. <laughs> Actually, David, the um, the uh, the do you, I've got a question for you just about uh, the way they've they've done the the art itself because I remember I was approached when I was a TCAF, uh, I was approached by one of the Comicsology guys who was trying to you know, sell me on the app, and I uh, looked him squarely in the eye and said, "What's an app?" Um, but uh, he was he was showing me you know how how you know how it worked, which is the, the the you know it takes a panel and it puts it to whatever orientation the phone is on you can read a panel by panel do you find do you find when you were reading the book that it, it seemed like they'd taken that into account when like steve had taken that into account when he was when he was laying out the artwork on or, on this or, one i do um okay. because i can i through 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 a completely different app comic zeal i can i can read old public domain scanned golden age comics and mm-hmm. I can zoom in, I can move the page around so I can, you know, read it however I want, but it's still, it's still a comic book page and it's not exactly designed for yeah. this device, but I can, yeah, I, it's I can like make it work. like you're looking through a hole in a piece of paper at a piece right. of, at a, at another piece of paper. But, but, uh, but Box 13, the way Comixology has their app set up, you can either, you, you can look at the page full on so you can see you know how many panels it has you can get a feel for the page and then every time you swipe or tap it'll zoom in on one panel so you can actually read the comic one panel at a time and then move on to the second page you can you can uh, tilt the iphone 90 degrees so then if it's if if it's a uh, if it's a landscape style panel then it'll take up the entire uh window otherwise it'll um when you look back portrait You'll you'll have it'll be letterbox and you'll have it'll still be the full panel it'll just be smaller, uh, but you can still zoom in and out. But as far as whether or not this, I feel that uh, I definitely feel Box Thirteen had this this device the, the iPhone in in mind when it was being. Yeah, so uh, he he's kind of designing the pages to have panels the right size to work into that kind of more. Yeah, I, I definitely get the feeling for that because I, I even. Even, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want anybody to think that I'm decrying, you know, uh, phone apps and comics in, in any form. But it's it's one of those it's one of those things that I'm really curious about because of the way the medium is 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 uh, evolving on, online. Like these are these are all new considerations that you know. Uh, even if you look at a, you know, how uh, Marvel comics, especially right now, especially right now, uh, every Every issue of every book has um, one big double-page spread where the panels are all the way across the staples. Yep. Well, gee whiz, that double-page spread is just about the same size as my computer screen. <laughs> I, want, I wonder why. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's those kind of considerations that I wonder, you know, I'm always kind of curious about how people are reshaping what they do to fit into whatever media. And it's just... The, the Darkness Pit first issue that I talked about last week, I read it through the same app and with uh, what they do with, with other, um, what I find Comixology does with comics that were not, that were printed, that weren't designed for the iPhone. You can, uh, 
you can still look at it full page. And then as you read through the page, instead of um, if the panels, because then some of the panels were, you know, going almost all the way down the page. Yeah. Um, you know, some were shaped oddly. So it's uh, in, in times like when you come across a panel that doesn't really fit the window, it will just, it'll kind of zoom in on on the text. So whether it's a caption box or a word balloon or part of a conversation, uh-huh. you'll you'll see that. So you can still and it's 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 almost it's I don't want to say it's like a motion comic, but it does kind of move so that it follows the words and you'll still see the picture. Um but it, I mean but see I zoom in on the Veal Scalapini? I could if I wanted to. <laughs> uh if I wanted to see just how close Dale got it. But it's uh I mean it, it by no means I I I, I love that I can I can read comics on on this device if I'm not if I'm at work and I'm, I'm I'm waiting for this stupid meeting to finish or I'm waiting for a user to get off their computer or something fine I I can I can read a comic book but if if um that's awesome you no know, but it's it's not I do not want anybody to think that that I would that this is just what I want I I still need my paper I still need oh, yeah, a no. physical copy yes. and and uh, it's just it's it's another vessel. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm well, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't want to, like, you know, I, I, I didn't want to tar you with a brush either. I just, um, it, it's just, it's one of those considerations that, you know, because I look at, uh, I like, and I'm going to plug it again because we're near the end of the show. I look at Mysterious, um, some of the pages that I did, because, you know, when they go, I do this thing that, that oftentimes, that whenever something starts, you know, whenever action starts to happen, a lot of my panels go askew. Um, they all, they all, you know, whenever action happens in one of my comics, it's, it's, it's like action in the old Batman TV series. Uh, every, you know, the camera, the camera kind of, kind of tilts and also so do my panel borders. And so when, you know, I was being shown the, shown the app, all I could think of was, well, how the hell am I going to do those now? Um, but of course, you know, when you, when you think about that, all you ever, ever really need to do is like go back to the early Marvel books, or, you know, the, the, the Steve Ditko and, 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 and Jack Kirby books. Those were all, for the most part, they were all like six panel grids, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I wonder, I often wonder, like, as we move towards, um, you know, iPhone things and tablets and stuff like that, where it's, it's more a question of reading it panel by panel, are we going to go back to that? You know, because there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, God, that's that's newspaper comic strips. You know, it's you know, it, it's just it's one of those weird kind of considerations that I often wonder, like when people are designing, uh, when they're putting the thought into doing the book, are they, you know, what, you know, ultimately, what are they, what are they looking at? Like, where where are they looking to 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 what what platform are they looking to put it out as? And does that become a consideration for how they construct the whole work? How, how, how they how they pace the book itself, or or how they frame the pages, or you know? I think it would push someone to be more inventive with their in in the interiors of the, those four lines that comprise the panel. It's going to kind of force them to be a little bit more inventive with the viewpoints and you know skew the horizon line. You don't really have to skew the panel borders because it's kind of redundant if you're. You know what I mean? If your viewpoint, well, yeah, it, it's just, the thing is, like when I when I'm doing it in the series, it's it, it, it's to make the overall page look more dynamic, right? Right. But if you're going panel to panel, you can make those individual panels more dynamic. Like if you look at you know like a French comic or something like that, right? Um, 
that 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 grid is 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 pretty you know they don't break that grid or at least classically speaking they don't break that grid very often uh whereas if you look at manga they break it all the time yeah. you know so it, it's just it's those kinds of you know am i looking at the page am i looking at the panels am i looking at inside the panels to you know how are you pacing it how are you cutting it up what are your what are your considerations to to bring it to your audience through different media or yeah. through different platforms or whatever i i don't even know the terminology anymore Suffice to say, yeah, I, I think Mr. Liefeld's going to have a hard time bringing those early issues of Young Blood to the <laughs> to the iPhone. That that shit was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but David, that sounds really cool, and and what a clever way to get dudes to come back for the next episode. You have thirteen boxes. I want to see what's in the next box. Yeah. So so you yeah, keep coming back. That's really that's really neat. It's quick. I read it it's on paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it on paper. I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's, uh, it's only eight issues. It's, uh, every week. I mean, eight, eight pages. Um, I'm guessing, cause I haven't, I don't want to be spoiled, so I haven't done like a lot of research or reading behind what they're planning on doing. So I would imagine if he's only opening a box a week that we're looking at at least 13, 13 issues. Weeks, yeah, yeah. Um, that so, would be really cool. Well, that comes up to, well, I mean, that comes out to like the equivalent of a, the equivalent of a four or five uh, issue book. Do you know what I mean? How many panels? Mm-hmm. How many panels per week, David? Eight pages. So eight pages. Yeah, eight Each pages page per... has has at least four, but but maybe five, six panels. You know, it would be cool if they, when they eventually do, hopefully make it to the to the paper stage. Use the uh, Rick Veach can't get no format. Did you ever see the his graphic novel for Vertigo? Can't get no. It's it's a long horizontal, as opposed to a traditional comic book size, which would be and it's thick. It's like a little brick, which would be cool to take. Keep the roughly keep the same proportion as the the horizontal window of the iPhone, but just a little well, yeah, bit bigger. Well, actually, that yeah, that's the other question. I mean, is is box thirteen? Is it horizontal or is it vertical? It's it's set up so that it's uh, a regular comic book page, so uh, it, it yeah. would work perfectly on paper. Yeah. Oh, That's okay. So you don't see like one or two panels at once. You see the whole page. I can and, see the whole page, and then oh, I can, okay. and as, as I read it, it can just focus in on one right. panel. But okay. when I first see the page, I, I see the entire page. It is clear to me now. Cool. Yes. And you'll see it when I send you the link. So. Well, thank you. All right. Hey. As always, this episode has been sponsored by DCBS, DiscountComicBookService.com. Fire up your red web browser device, get on over there, and just watch your jaw hit the floor at the amazing discounts you can get on your favorite funny books. Wumba. The best. Wumba discounts, Wumba. right? DCB, D as in Dave, CBService.com. That fell flat twice. I'm not doing it. I wonder why. I'm just not doing it. D is in King Dippity Dap. <laughs> CB service. I'm going to try everyone.com. They're awesome. They're awesome. And in your travels, no shit, I'm not lying, go read Sonic the Hedgehog from Archie because it's a hell of a lot of fun. And John Workman, nice. John Workman Jr. letters it. There you go. Um, big, big thanks to Tom for sitting in with us this week. Thank you, yeah. Tom. Thank you for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime, one Anytime of us I'm able to come on and tell people about Mysterious dropping February 9th from All Good. 
Yes, and please go out and buy it because I want more mysterious stories. Yes, Me too. And you'd be crazy oh, fuck not Chris, to. I want more mysterious stories. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you'd be crazy not to take up DCBS on their little uh, promotion they have. Uh, if you were here with us in the beginning of the show, there's going to be what? Town? Yeah, like I said, we we haven't complete. I don't know what the numbers are going to be. Like I don't know how many how many books. You know, if it's going to be. Right now, we're looking at uh, it'll either be the first 200 or the first 250 books will have cool. to sell through DCBS. We'll have prints in them signed by Minus both the me and Jeff. Minus us. Very good. And uh, there will be, as I said, there will be 10. I'm working on them now. There will be 10 uh, Monster or Hellmoggin. Uh, whichever I own the copyright on. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sketches, uh, original sketches put in. The um, the print itself um, is looking like it's going to be something that ultimately didn't make it into the book, um, which uh, is, uh, I haven't painted it yet, so this is why I say, uh, will likely be a, a, um, a uh, the cover of one of Mysterious's 1950s gold key comics. Nice. Oh, oh, you bastard, you. So here's what you do. <clears throat> Jump on DCBService.com and get acquainted with their ordering system. You know, order for a couple months so you'll be ready when that Mysterious the Unfathomable collection finally comes up for pre-order. You'll just be like, I know how to do this. Click. I'm getting it. There you well, go. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be in, yeah, it'll be in pre-orders pretty soon if it's coming out in February. Well, you better yeah, get so your December, asses over so there yeah, now. December previews. Go. Do it. We'll wait. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. I can't wait. Right. Awesome. Right, keep... We're just finishing all the extras this week. So. That is awesome. Uh, I wonder. I wonder yeah, you should include the uh, the image that you uh, that you drew from, from Jeff's dream about him being an alligator. Oh, uh, we see, that's the thing. I uh, We discovered, uh, after I was on the show last time, we discovered that we actually have about three less pages than we thought we did in the book. Oh. So we've had to cram a bunch of stuff in. So I'll put it to you this way: there will, while there will not be as many extra pages as I thought there would be, there is no wasted space in this book. Awesome! Damn signatures. Um, it's 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 every every extra page that would have gone towards putting uh, even the backlist, even the the uh, Wildstorm backlist is gone. So we can put in. Um, a little uh, see what you get next episode thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're Jeff has written a new story. Uh, it's a text piece um, which I've illustrated, and that will kind of serialize through the actual book itself. Um, all of the covers are being republished, uh, color corrected, and uh, not bled um, because a lot of stuff got bled out. Um, of the of the edges, so they're all going to have like a nice black, um, nice black border around them, so you can see the complete nice. image. Uh, yeah, so we're 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 really you know we're we're hoping that this uh, this does well, and we're really I mean I know I'm burning the candle as it were just to try and get everything that that's within my control um, as good as 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 it can be, so that people will 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 be rewarded for double dipping, and we'll we'll uh, genuinely come away from it saying like, well, that was a nice experience. Uh, even people coming to it fresh, you know. Hopefully, hopefully it makes its way into bookstores and people. Well, say, hey, it, look at that. Yeah. 
It, it, it was it was a great series. We've got our eleven Klosskers coming up here at the end of the year, and I'll, I'll guarantee you that that mysterious will be will be discussed, and and maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll take a couple of those uh, eleven Klosker categories because it was yeah. it was a really really strong book this year. Well, and you, you when Jeff and I were when when Jeff and I were halfway through the book, we started getting uh, we started pumping ourselves up to keep you know to get through the grind kind of thing, and we we're like, you know what? I deserve a fucking Eisner. I'm taking it. I'm going to go all Kanye. Uh, yeah. Oh, poor Taylor Swift. <laughs> so uh, we're, looking, we're looking forward to any any and all accolades that we can possibly get out of this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's, it's a great series. Um, in 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 your travels, um, please pick up Stumptown, which came out today, as we Bro. record. Who wrote that that shit? Uh, some guy. Well, I know. Um, gosh, let me look on the cover here. It's it's beautiful Matthew Southworth art and a Lee Lowridge covers. Um, the writer is Greg R- Rucka. Oh, that new guy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I hear, I, hear he's, I hear he's going places. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's Greg's new book, Stumptown, and it is the most rucka book that I think I've ever read. It is um pretty much everything that, that he loves from um uh his his bizarre f- fascination with uh with like seventies PI seventies and eighties PI TV shows and um yeah it's just a bunch of other stuff in here that's just it's just so so Greg from all the times that, that we've talked with him on, on AC that he's you know talked about the stuff that, that he really enjoys writing about and this is I think this is his book. Um but uh but Southworth's art is awesome. It is a great PI story. So please please check out Stumptown. It's by Oni Press, and it's awesome. Yes. Ding. Uh, you know what? It's only eight issues. It's only eight issues. So it'll be collected probably in another six months. Uh, the Marvel's Project. I really, I got to get the third issue. Is the third issue's out, right? I don't know. I don't know. But it's oh. good. It's I'll real it. good. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. And yeah, that Baker guy's all right. <laughs> and that Epting guy's even better. Epting is a badass. He's I hate awesome. him. I He's one it. of those guys where you look back and you're like, seriously, you're the dude that was drawing the Avengers and this stuff, and it's like, and now you're like, oh, oh but that Avengers stuff yeah. is good. Oh no, I'm not disputing that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, he's Different, one of those guys where you're like, yeah, you do a double take. He's like, no, that's not. I mean, you can, you can tell. It's like, it's like Norton on the Waiting Place. I'm flipping through those early issues, and it's like, this is the same dude that's 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 drawing right. Arrow, Black Canary, and it's like, it's like, damn, okay. Oh, you, you look at that last Waiting Place issue, and it's the it's, epilogue. It's so good. Yeah. 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 David, yeah, Mike, um, knocked it out. scare up some copies of El Cazador if you haven't already. El You'll Cazador. be able to find them in the quarter boxes. He, it's the, the series Epting did for uh, CrossGen. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. oh, Jesus. Pirates and Epting and beautiful nautical stuff Lady. and ships and water. It's, un- oh, yeah, it's really nice. Really, really nice. Very cool. All Tom, right. what do you want them to read? Besides mysterious, uh, you can they can they can rewind and 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 listen to that list of books that uh, I, I listed off before. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you a bunch here. Uh, read underground because uh, uh, Steve uh, Lieber needs to eat. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy because Wes Craig needs to eat. Uh, Rebels because that's fucking awesome. 
and uh, and Hercules. Yep. Hercules. Good suggestions. And uh, that uh, crossover came out today. Siege of Olympus. The first the uh, first part of that came out. So that's going to be big doings. Right. Yeah, that's Siege of Olympus. This is this was like Attack or something. It's called. Let's let's get it right. It is called. Oh, it's underneath the bottom. It's on the bottom of the stack. The Assault, Assault. on Olympus. Right. There you go. So you had the S idea. We're good. By Pac Van Lenti and Bushimi. Mm. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. Spider-Man's in it. Got to read it anyway. Cause it. <laughs> and there's there's almost boobies in it. So cool. Got to read it. All right. Thank you for being with us. We had a great time, and we hope you did too. We'll be back here next week. And, you know, hey, maybe Tom may be back. Who knows? Cause Tom somebody, will be healthier. Somebody, somebody may not be <laughs> here next week. He's better, man. Tom's going to end up getting NyQuil sent to him and everything. Oh, God. I think he's lung on my carpet right now. I think <laughs> I've, I've managed to. I'm is that what that is? Over. There's something squishy every time I step by this. Oh, nice. It's like the tingler. You cough up your, your, your spine. There you go. All right. We'll see you next week. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. Tom. Bye-bye.